0: welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast rpg sites podcast joining me today is a star-studded cast of guests and so first off we've got adam vita hey hey um, how's it going man it's going good all right good we got josh torres of course
1: star-studded cast huh
0: star-studded cast all right Yes, but we also have one person that hasn't actually been around since, I think, the Game of the Year podcast, Kyle Campbell. Hello. Hello. You're here to talk with us about a certain big game that came out. So let's go right into it. We're going to, of course, talk about Dark Souls 3. Now, you did, yes. Let's see. So you did the PC review of that game. Uh, Alex, uh, our boss, did the console review. What is Dark Souls 3? (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, Dark Souls Three is the third game in the Dark Souls series, and it's technically the fifth game from has made of of this lineage of games. Uh, it's it was uh, I've played all of them, all the games previous to this one, so uh, I've beaten them all several times. So I know that I don't want to say i'm an, I hate saying I'm an expert, but I know the series very well. Um, something one of my favorite franchises ever. but um, yeah. so how many third... times
0: have you beaten Dark Souls Three?
2: Uh, I am halfway through second playthrough right yeah. now. <laughs> I
0: nice. just remember in Dark Souls two, I beat. That's the only game I beat, and I got killed by like a falcon knight or whatever on my first new game plus. So that's my experience, and I stopped. So yeah, the fact I've... that you played through that multiple times is it always sequentially harder? Is that Dark Souls three is the new game plus like much harder than the original? Is it is it noticeable? Uh,
2: it is, but it. This is kind of what I wanted to bring up is a lot of people bring up the difficulty angle right away with this series, and it's yeah. mostly because. Of the marketing, um, I think that these games, uh, there's there's an experience much greater than that. That's just like something snappy that Namco like latched onto. Like, oh, it's really hard. this is a badge of honor. Um, yeah. Honestly, you can you can play way harder games than Dark Souls if you want to. Just any shmup is harder than Dark Souls. No, it's all, about, it's all about
0: patience, really. It's nothing. It's nothing crazy about it. It's just having it's, patience and uh, you
2: know and tactics. It's yeah. like boss memorization, like a like a Mega Man game pattern recognition. Um, this game is kind of interesting because I would say it's probably on paper the best one out of all five of them.
0: Oh
2: really? Um, yep. Uh, it has the least amount of flaws both in game design sense and in a technical sense. And I w- it's amazingly well polished. One second, I got to call.
1: Yeah, I've been uh, playing uh, Dark Souls 3 as well. I've been playing the PS4 version. Oh. And about uh, 10 hours into it uh, right now, I just uh, I- I'm going to mention like, names, but not necessarily spoiling anything. Like, I, I just barely got to the-, the catacombs part of the game. Mm-hmm. uh and I, I i do agree with you that like it it feels like the the, the most realized though there are you know since i've i played all these games as well and my most recent one was uh bloodborne so i really do uh miss that like m- like dashing uh that bloodborne had but th- this definitely like not as slow as like previous dark souls but not as fast as uh bloodborne it definitely strikes a more aggressive pace with it i, I really really do like you know the the more amped up pace in this. Uh, the enemies are noticeably like more like kind of kind of leaning more on the aggressive scale of Bloodborne. Um, do they chase and, you like yeah.
0: all th- like a lot farther than they used to, or something like that? Feels no, like it. As you a mentioned little.
2: you only played Dark Souls two, and that game was really buggered when it came to like the enemies only walk like twenty feet, and then yeah, you, the could, you yeah. could just like
0: walk yeah. up some stairs and then turn yeah. around and just like cheap shot you them
2: could, all the time. Yeah, m- most people the the stairway to the ancient dragon was the one that everyone used to exploit because you get so many souls from those huge knights, and they like be <laughs> yes. yep. like a doorway, and they'd be like, "Well, can't get them now." Yeah, like um, they get stuck yeah. in the
0: doorway, like it's like they can't cross that threshold, so you just like hit them with like magic spells. That's what I did
2: but this game this game is uh, interesting because a lot of people most of the fan base wasn't a fan of 2 um, i think 2 is still a, a pretty good game but i do think it's way worse than basically any of the other ones i think it's like and that this... it's
0: like dark souls 2 is still better than most of those action games but as a soul as a souls game i heard the same thing.
1: i i think dark souls 2 mechanics like i think the mechanics the actual gameplay itself was uh a little bit more realized it's just the world design i wasn't a big fan of sure. but i do i do miss like the like for example the power stances that were introduced in uh dark souls 2 i really did like that mechanic because i took advantage of it uh mm-hmm. really exploring the mechanic but um, and that that power stance is now out of uh, Dark Souls 3. What they have now is uh, weapon arts, uh, yeah. which is a new
2: you know mechanic in that.
0: Yeah, explain what weapon arts are. Is that uh, how 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 intuitive is that in a Dark Souls game?
2: It's more it's more or less like a stance. So what you would do is like say you're using the Xbox 360 controller, you would you hold the left trigger and then your your character will enter a different stance and you can execute different kinds of. Uh, attacks to chain together combos, and it's a very elegant system. I think it works. It works really well with what was already in the, the, the foundation of Dark Souls One. Um, the whole game, um, there, there's just like this really nice ebb and flow to it in the pace and how the enemies uh, move about. Like there's no. There's no real cheesy enemies in this game, like there were in any of the other ones, unless so bloodburn, bloodborne, but not so much. Demon souls or dark souls one. Um, I feel like they. I mean, this is these are the kind of improvements you'd expect from you know the fifth game in a series, using air quotes, where it's the most refined. But I feel like there was never an enemy, a particular enemy type that just like infuriated me because I'm like, well, wow, this was clearly rushed. Um, never got that whatsoever, and. That's good. Yeah. And I, even you, go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Uh, in that sense. I just wanted to like, uh, f- like, kind of cover like how I approach weapon arts in the game. Like, mm-hmm. for example, um, weapon arts utilize this uh, the mana bar that you now have back in um, Dark Souls Three. The last time you used mana bar was what? Demon Souls. Demon Souls. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, did Dark Souls One have it? No, no. Nope. <laughs> um. So, uh, and with the weapon arts, like for example, right now I'm using the Uji uh, well-known katana in the souls uh, <laughs> games and then its weapon is like you have this uh sheath mode so you have basically move around very slowly but you have the the katana in the sheath and then you can use the light attack or heavy attack to basically do uh different attacks so with the light attack he like takes a step forward and actually does that and i found that like suit not super useful in pve but in pvp that like it wrecks people for some reason yeah. it, was, it, it definitely catches them off guard
2: so, yeah, PvP yeah. PvP is a lot more polished in this one. Um, I still don't quite know how things like the Mad Phantoms work. I don't really know what the difference is. Um, I haven't looked into it a whole bunch. When I when I I should clarify that when I reviewed it, I was playing the PC version about you know two weeks before or week and a half before the embargo. So there wasn't many people playing. I think I only got invaded once, and that person was embarrassingly bad.
0: Um, <laughs> That's good. And
2: for you, I mean. <laughs> usually i'm pretty good at pvp but this person was like there's mo- there was like four monsters all around me and the person still couldn't kill me and i was like oh like this is like some poor schmuck from game St- or game spot or something. my, my, my <laughs>
0: own experience with pvp was that the other guy always fell off like a ledge <laughs> before it got to me i was like oh okay <laughs> that was like three or four times i was like okay i'm not really scared I, about these i've been exploring a little
1: bit of uh, pvp in uh dark souls 3 and it's it's interesting to like because it it's much more expanded so usually normally in this game that uh, you can only only summon one other phantom, and only one other phantom can invade you. That's like usually the limit to it. But then you can yeah. you can purchase this item called dried fingers, and then you can <laughs> uh, if you use it, uh, it uh, you buy it once and then so you can unlimited use uh, use it, and then it expands that cap, like you can have up to two phantoms uh, aiding you. But in, in exchange, you can have two other phantoms invade you. And there's like not even like a, a soft cap on like well, what can support and what can invade. Like say you get, you can actually topple bats, so like say you can summon one to support you, and then three others can invade you
0: mm-hmm.
1: with that wow. item. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's there's definitely a max... more. Um,
2: yeah, it's a more max flexible. Six. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, you're... just a max of like six people, like like beings in your uh, game, but like their alignment is is can be a phantom that's supporting you, can be an invader, or you, there's even a new faction that are like that's all completely neutral. They can either they can choose to attack with you, or they can attack you. Like the, it's free for all for them.
0: Oh, okay. So they they have a choice. They they don't have to stick to one side. Like even in like in the middle of a boss fight, can that happen? Like they're helping you on a boss uh, fight. Th- so there's like this based on a covenant in the game. Okay. Um.
1: So and then the the limitation of that covenant is they can't join you during boss fights. You won't have invaders during boss fights or anything like that. Oh, okay. It's just that. But when you're actually traveling out into the world, uh, you'll see them with a distinct uh, color. Uh, I think their their color is purple um
2: that's the mad phantoms
1: yeah i think they're called the mound makers i believe mm-hmm. um and so they they're just like other like completely new neutral faction you can even summon them like there's also like purple like summon signs now and then you can take that gamble of either like hey are you gonna help me are you gonna are we gonna pvp it's just it's crazy
2: that's
0: impressive yeah, a, uh, it, it, yeah.
2: that's the only real big um take on that whole invasion co-op system I think since demon Souls. even bloodborne doesn't even really uh, it's basically the same as the previous games um this game has a much better online system than bloodbornes because the stupid bell ringing stuff yeah bloodborne was awful uh,
0: so, so you said like you obviously it was before embargo you didn't really get much of a challenge do you see people already like super high level in that game and already like wrecking people online? Actually, was, the funny thing about that, I was harv-
2: i was farming uh, last night and this morning. I was farming. Uh, oh God, why? Em- I was farming embers. embers. That's what they're called. And I was just helping people do co-op because this is like one of the things I've always liked doing in these games—is sure. helping people beat bosses. That's awesome. And um, a few times they, you know, someone. Because if they're in human form, or if their embers are restored, rather, then they can be invaded. So yeah, I've gotten in PvP a few times. There are definitely people with ridiculous twink builds already. Um, like there was one person that like, like, see the the scary thing about PC is you don't know when it's someone really good or if it's just someone cheating. Um, what happened? I ran into someone <laughs> where like I was hitting them and like the health was not going yeah. down. Uh, That's um, I've I've like, seen that happen. I was like, oh, well, and the, God, the person was a wiener, too. He's like running away from me. It's like, you, you can't, I can't even hurt you. Well, yeah. Why are you running away? Um, He's well-playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, the, the multiplayer stuff is a lot more fun this time around. I think I'm going to spend a lot of time with it, and I do love the chaos of like having six people mm-hmm. in oh, the yeah. game running around
1: and fighting. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's I've a... seen it happen and then unfold, just like five to six people. It's like, wow, this this kind of amazing. There's uh, a new level of chaotic in Souls that like you never really you would imagine in your mind, and then it's just unfolding in front of you. Like like maybe uh, two ranged people, one of like a longbow and a caster, and the others just melee builds, and it's just <laughs> what is going on, <laughs> especially with the with
2: the levels like. Uh there's one level that's kind of a wintery area i won't spoil it but it it's so much fun for pvp because there's so many people just like hiding and it feels oh, like nice. it, it feels like it becomes Strike with swords um <laughs> but it, it's, it's really really fun um i'm glad they expanded upon that like that that purple i didn't actually realize that that's what the mad phantom was was someone that is neutral um because I got invaded by someone doing that, and I'm like, they just tried to kill me, and I'm like, oh, okay, how is this any different than a than a red phantom? Um, Ridiculous. Yeah, but... I
1: think some of, I think some of them could be NPCs, like just like in like uh, other Souls games, that like some some of those invaders, whether they're yeah. red or now purple, some of
2: them could be NPCs as well. Not exactly just... sure. One of my favorite mechanical... Like I, I said earlier, that mechanical refinement is my favorite thing about... Or the most impressive thing about this game. And one thing they brought back, for, all the way from Demon Souls, is... Uh, in that game, it was called uh, Spirit Form. So what happened in that game is if you died, uh, your health bar would get halved. Uh, or maybe it was a quarter. And, um, and then you wouldn't get that back until you defeated a boss. Or you, I think if you helped someone in co-op too? I can't remember. Uh, but, yeah, I believe so. And then in Dark Souls 1, that became undead form. So when you died, you became an undead. And all that really did was made it so you couldn't be invaded or you couldn't summon for co-op. You're just opting out of the online features, basically. There wasn't really a... I mean, if you're really having trouble with a boss, you would want to go into human form. You could play the whole game in undead form. Um, but for this game, they brought back uh, uh, the spirit form, essentially. It's called Embers. So... They took the humanity system from Dark Souls 1, which would either you're undead or you're human, and they in this game, they combined it with the spirit form thing. So when you restore your embers, embers are just like these items you get. Um, you find them throughout the world. You help If you help people in co-op, you get them, and you can buy them from NPCs. They're limited supply. But what you'll do is you, when you restore embers, um, like Demon Souls, when you die, your health bar is cut in a quarter but if you restore your ember uh you get that health bar back what i like about that system is there's pluses and minuses to both it's like okay you don't want to be invaded you're gonna have to lose a quarter of your health bar but you don't want but if you want that back you can summon for co-op so that like there's actually like reasons why you would want both whereas before i don't think there was as much incentive it's just like oh i can't summon for co-op um that was like the only thing um, so they, they, they balanced a lot of that stuff out a lot more in this game.
0: That's good. Yeah. Oh.
1: It's, it's also really funny. Cause when you're like in this embered form to have like these like fire cracks going throughout your body to, to, uh, indicate that it's just really goopy looking. And I love it. Does it go like
0: <laughs> over the top, like the other games, as far as like the look of your character, besides like the fire going through your body is like, well, you can completely uh, suck it in. Like, skin.
2: You can get like big giant armor that makes you look fat, but you're not, um, <laughs> I've seen some really ridiculous-looking characters already that people have made. Um, and the
1: nice thing about it too is, like, the the armor designs are like are, are very much odes to Past Souls games as well. Oh
2: yeah, uh, oh yeah. yeah so if, you the, play, if you play co-op or PvP at all, like the first thing you're going to see is like one of the most recognizable characters um, immediately. I, I think that's play. what I love.
1: I love the I love the game like because it it's it, because the Dark Souls 3 is definitely like uh, turns of. A bit of a 180 in terms of how it uh, does storytelling. Like while Souls games are more, are more vague, you know, and like uh, it, it leaves up to speculation, and then you read item description stuff. This one is mu- much more uh, heavy-handed in how it presents things. Like there, there's definitely recognizable things that you've seen in past Souls games, and even does a little bit callbacks from to Demon Souls and a little bit of Bloodborne as well. It's just it's just kind of, it's kind of like this like one final hurrah, like tying up all this whole Souls series together, and it's just mm-hmm. like. And you you don't need to, like, know that to to enjoy the, enjoy the game. But it's just an extra thing. It's like, if you've stuck it out with, the, with us for this long, guess, uh, like, it's just bring, like, it's like an all-star hit. An all-star yeah. Album. I said that
2: in, yeah, it's a Greatest Hits album. That's what I said in my review. Yeah. And I kind of have mixed feelings on that, because it, it is very cool. Like, there's one area in the game that is, is an area from Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say what it is, but when you get to it, I'm like, oh, this is cool because this is for the fans that have been here for like the past six years um, or however long it's been since that game came out. And my only thing about it, though, is I feel like it takes away from the personality of the game. Like I drew the comparison to Twilight Princess where I felt like that game was OT redux um, or there were not literally, but it it wanted it was more concerned with being a tribute to that than it was to being its own game. And that's how I kind of feel about this. This, is, this never quite reaches Twilight Princess levels of nostalgia coddling, but it gets there. Um, right. I can't say anything without giving yeah. it away. Well, so, but, yeah,
0: just to, I mean, just to, speaking of which, though, is that obviously Dark Souls 3 is supposed to be the wrap-up, and the big thing that they were talking about is that it's supposed to tie up any loose ends with the lore. Do you feel, without going into spoilers, that it did that? Do you feel like this is, like, a satisfying end to that series, if this is the case? I
2: think a lot of people will be happy. Um, Like, there's one big plot thread from the first game that people have been theorizing out forever, and they actually reveal what it is in this game. Oh, good. So there's a lot of things like that. Um, There's some conflicts with the second game, because Miyazaki didn't direct or write that one. Sure. Um, So he... They acknowledge because some people are saying, "Oh, Miyazaki didn't acknowledge the second one at all." And that's not that's not true. He definitely did. There's several moments I can think of off the top of my head. Um, there's a picture of Nishandra, who was the villain of the second game. There's the, you see one of the tree giants, uh, one of the Lords of Cinder is a giant. I don't know if it's supposed to be the same giants that were in two. They look him. He looks the same. Oh. But, um, it's it's a satisfying and Like it really feels like. This is this will be the last of this sort of game to this extent. Like who knows what Blood because Bloodborne 2 I think is all but confirmed. Um,
0: yeah, that's uh, that's that, that's the big thing. Demon's Souls 2 is gonna be here eventually. <laughs> who knows if Miyazaki's <laughs> dealing with it or it's like I'd rather see from software. They're obviously they were on the list of developers working on VR games, so curious to see what they're gonna do with that. Uh, if they're gonna move on from the Souls games from there, or if it's like a different team working on Demon's Souls 2. Uh, like they will
2: they will because um yeah. uh, I think the reason why they can say this is the last Dark Souls game or of this nature is actually because I think the contract with Nan- uh, bamco is up yeah uh with from and Namco, because I think back before when they started working on the first game um they, they signed a three game deal with it with uh, Namco took oh, three album that's, right. like a and that's deal. why yeah so they I think that's up now
0: good. Good, 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 because I'd rather see yeah. them do something more exciting, like Chromehounds 2, maybe. <laughs> oh, man, that'd
1: be amazing. <laughs> or, like, what if that was VR? Chrome Hounds? Oh, okay, that's
0: all right. they make Tenchu? Ten, yes, I they did. They, made... they did. Oh, yeah. The early ones. I think so. Uh, or they could make... Uh, was Something completely new. How oh, man, about... Make... New IP. <laughs> How about... A Otogi 3. Let's, how about that? <laughs> I want to make them. A t- I, was, a
2: I always heard those were good. I never played them, though. They're
0: really damn good. I got to play it at a GameStop Like when I first like I walked into one and I saw the first Satoki game as a demo. And it was exciting because there's one button you can press, which is the Y button, and you just knock enemies into the environment and everything just blows up. And so it was a crazy action RPG with a lot of mythological uh, undertones. But getting back to Dark Souls 3, so that's, I mean, well, that's actually, that's kind of wraps up the conversation, I guess, about yeah. that, though. So I mean,
1: Dark Souls 3 does have a season pass, so there will be additional yes. content coming to it and see what stories they'll decide to, you know, tell in those. I, I remember, like, you know, Dark Souls 2 had a pr- pretty decent DLC. I thought so uh, too
0: like the ridiculous yeah. ways to get to like the bosses but they were kind of like you just have to do like one make like one choice and then all of a sudden you're on the path of going to the dlc monsters or something of the boss well,
2: they, yeah the the, those the expansions for those, for those games are always really good like a Taurus of the abyss and the old hunters was excellent although it was uh, yeah. absurdly difficult um, Jesus. that that there's a question people want to know. Dark Souls Three is not as hard as Bloodborne's uh, expansion, anyways. Oh my god, that expansion! I was a, I was a week and a half late because I could not beat the final boss. I would sit there hours trying to beat it, and I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah. I, refused, just, I refused to. to summon for a call. I was on. I should say this. I was on New Game Plus Four, so it was super hard. Oh uh, shit! Oh my god! So, I'm thinking about
1: yeah. that because all New Game Plus Four. Uh, yeah. That,
2: uh, what, the, what the what hell was that thing called? The the. Um, son of something something it was like it was like a big creepy afterbirth thing and it was terrifying because it would just run around shrieking and i just like oh my that was the closest i came to fucking chucking a controller across the room that like, you, like,
0: son of costs uh, is that what that's, that's it, it. yeah oh, so, i remember yeah. hearing about that that's i heard that like some guy on my twitter was going insane dying over and over and over again facing that thing <laughs> so an there, there was once. one
2: point where i was so because i wanted to get my review up so bad that I'm like, oh, you know what, I'm going to cheat and summon for co-op. And I got I, over and over again, I, I got two people in my game, and both times, every time they would just get one shot. If oh, I just, no. like, I'm like,
0: Let's go, guys!
2: Oh. That I actually managed to beat it by myself. I felt like Frodo at the end of Return of the King like oh it's done but, um, but doesn't <laughs> it like
0: scale for additional enemies at all does it do that at all I don't remember because I never oh, actually had people join it's, me it's in Dark Souls 2 a, it's an
2: exceptional boss it's just ridiculously difficult oh
1: okay yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's scaled don't, or, it's or, not a
0: fantasy star or, online kind of thing
1: it's <laughs> uh but I you did remind me, though, that uh, the Bloodborne uh, sound effects. Like, uh, that, this game definitely you know has, like, that same soundboard from Bloodborne. You definitely hear yeah, a lot of shrieking, screaming. I, I do have a friend of mine who's like, I wish there was a mod for to, like, take out all the screaming from Dark Souls 3. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it's been weird on my PS4 because sometimes, it's very rare, but sometimes the audio will cut out, sometimes temporarily, sometimes permanently in, th- in the terms of, like, that I have to, like, turn on and then off my TV again, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, there were some um, real
0: technical issues with the game upon launch, but I heard that it, they pretty much patched it all up, or at least most like, of it.
2: I should point out that I actually have a really good PC, like I have a GTX 970, and uh, they, there was two areas in the game where it was like sub-30 FPS. and Holy uh, shit! That's, yeah, that's why I heard and,
0: like frame rate issues, like really bad ones.
2: This is the, That's like one thing I, I mentioned in my review, and like this is like the fifth game in a row. like This has been a complaint people have had since Demon Souls about From like, like they need to like get some new engineers or something. Yeah.
1: From yeah. yeah. it's always like had that Jake with them. It. It's, it's kind of like endearing. It's, it's like supposed to be like bad. But I mean, I find it a little endearing because I've been in From Software for like forever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously people have given in the past for so long it's like you guys really need to work on this because that's what they're known for yeah. now it's like every single one exactly. not even like not even dark souls like Atogi and chrome hounds and all these games they've always had a real yep. big issue with engine performance it's like a let huge me tell you about Kingsfield. <laughs> yeah Kingsfield, huge problem with keensfield uh like super bad slowdown on like like going into the single digits that game was terrible in that respect so, but overall,
1: yeah, th- I'm loving Dark Souls Three. Can't wait to play more of it tonight. I think I think the the, the lighting effects in it are fucking amazing. Like there are some scenery shots in it. They're just like wow. That's yeah, they, they,
2: they, they, very the Yeah, they're they've got some really incredible artists. So, yeah,
0: for anything like you art even, design, art direction is always tops for that series for sure.
2: You haven't actually finished the game yet, though, right? No,
0: not yet. But wait, wait first. till you.
2: The, the final area will blow your mind if that's the case. Awesome! <laughs> I could I couldn't even believe it, what I was seeing. It was like this is like the mo- maybe the one of the most beautiful areas in any video game ever. Oh, I'm
1: excited! You're getting my exp- uh, hopes up and expectations up,
2: man. It's just like the training stage in Street Fighter Five. That's all oh, it is. It's, 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 it's,
0: it's, <laughs> that's all <laughs> oh, okay. Just, just, just like wireframe of, right. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I was I was gonna uh, ask about environments, but that answered that question. So that's oh, dark, souls 3. Final Boss dark souls 3 dark there. souls 3 uh check it out uh we've got a review of uh, both the console and the pc versions the pc version of course kyle said he covered for the site uh both of them are pretty in-depth we also got footage on our youtube channel youtube.com rpgsitenet you can check out for dark souls 3 uh but thanks a lot kyle for talking to us about that game no problem great so moving on uh josh you said uh, according to this document you've been playing some Hyperlight drifter which is a shame that i've been talking up that game for years it seems like but i've yet to even get to it how's it been to you so far how's yeah, it been treating just you
1: a, it seems to have like a, a really quiet pc release release which is kind of weird yeah uh, but,
0: all the hype around but, it considering
1: i mean i I'm, I'm, I'm like still kind of fairly early into the game because i entered the gungeon kind of took up my time with that but uh, so far, I'm like maybe two hours into Hyperlight Drifter. I think it's a it's a really neat like small game. I didn't uh, back to Kickstarter or anything like that. This actually like my first kind of real exposure to the game. I, make, I maybe saw like a trailer like a years ago, and then that's like my only real oh. exposure to the game. Okay, um, it's interesting in the sense that like there's no any sort of like written dialogue this game outside of like what the controls do no. but in terms of how uh you know things interact in that game it's all pictures visuals symbols yeah it's supposed it, to be
0: minimalistic in 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 like context but you're supposed to figure things out as you go so that's that seems right
1: yeah so the so backing this up a little it's a it's like an action rpg hack and slash game uh pixel art uh, the animation actually looks really nice with the art design on the way like the the pixels flow and move in that game the and like how they crafted the atmosphere in that game, it's it's not really like there's not really like uh, actual music in that game, like tracks I've heard. It's more like atmospheric uh, sounds in it. So when you enter like this forest area, it's just very kind of like moody, and and then and then sure. it'll actually amp up a little when like enemies are nearby. Um, controls are very sli- simple. You just have a, a warp that just like kind of like a dash a little, and uh, and attacking. There there are life bars on your end, kind of like Zelda ish. Um, and obviously, like, bars on enemies. Um, it does a, a an incredible, like, job, like, communicating, like, that proper mood and tone along with that uh, non-dialogue. Uh, because, you know, when you go up to an NPC, uh, say, for example, you go up to this NPC and you talk to him, you, all you see is, like, a, like a, a, kind of like a bit of a storyboard. Yeah, they talk to you, and then you see, like, this picture, then you go out to the next picture, and then they'll mark something on your, your map. And then it's like, okay, I guess there's just... Like, They'll show like this enemies, for example, and it's like, oh, you can find it here. I'm going to assume it's like a boss. And it's just and the the way that like it tries to communicate uh, with you through uh, visuals, I'm not going to say it's, it's like amazing all the time. It's like it's very hit and miss in that aspect. But I think there's something in, in, uh, really valuable in just communicating through communicating language through visuals. Sure. Uh, sure. Because like, it, it kind of uh, hones it on that, you know, uh, makes me think about, you know, the Tower of Babel, and that collapse, you know, and then the separation of languages. And I, I wish that, like, more games kind of explored that a bit. And language... Uh, communicating with, with language that, like, n- we don't necessarily understand by, like, reading it, by, like, showing it. Showing what... Because there has to be a better way to, like, you know, present games just not like through the written dialogue alone through like written tutorials and it's like hey do this and then come here and then do this oh it's then totally like
0: arrow. that's what I loved about like journey like it was there was absolutely no exactly. text you were just supposed to kind of figure things out on your own and there's even a game coming out what was it um uh kidding with that what was it you give us a description you're thinking I, I, it's that Xbox One uh, game... Uh, Below? Below, yes. Thank you. Okay. That's that's exact same thing. There's absolutely no text. It's kind of like a Rogue Legacy kind of game yeah. where you're supposed to repeat yourself. Mm-hmm. But like that design style is exciting because for someone who like us who ex- covers RPGs where there's always huge amounts of dialogue and mm-hmm. uh, talk about like dozens of hours of like just reading text... Uh, being able to experience a game like that is very refreshing especially if it's done well exactly uh, so yeah. it's,
1: it's... i think i think there is something special about that game in that aspect uh most certainly you do have a gun as well that's like not necessarily for like it's not like your main method of like attack it's more like to minimize risk because you know when you take damage in this game it's very hard to come across health it seems like health drops are scarce uh so Makes sense. anytime you can um minimize you know the the threat of getting hit is always welcome uh it's weird how you reload the gun like how you get more bullets because it does work off of bullets a limited amount of bullets but to gain bullets back you just randomly uh slash things in the environment like crystals the uh, or enemies you'll you'll just eventually get bullets back the more you slash things that was (laughs) really weird
0: (laughs) it's like the environment is your ammunition kind of thing that's weird yeah so it it
1: seems to be, I, I don't think it's going to be a long game. It seems to be like a, a central hub world with like uh, with the four cardinal directions. I'm sure you beat the boss of those and then come back and then go beat each of boss uh, of the bosses. Uh, it seems, the, from what I got out of the plot, it seems to be like some post-apocalyptic things. Some uh, It seems like the world got heavily damaged at the beginning of that game. And I'm not exactly sure where that's going to go. But I think Hyperlight Light, I, I really want to try and take some time out of dark souls 3 and gungeon and really delve into that game i think hyper light drifter is uh i really hope it gets more attention when, when the, the console releases hit because yeah. i think there is something to that game that uh, it's a kind of a it's gonna be a big shame if that's like one of the most overshadowed games this year
0: i think that's the thing is that it seems people it kind of came and went because it was on a pc but then people are kind of looking forward to the playstation 4 release seems like that means a better profile because um the PC obviously is so overcrowded with games coming out all the time that have a yeah, console. Yeah. I, I think
1: released. it just came out it just came out like in a weird bad time. like I think there was like two or three other big releases near it that it was just, there's just so much noise like it's yeah. it's hard to get to like every like game
0: that looks really interesting,
1: right? That's Especially true. this year.
0: I mean the fact that like Dark Souls three just came out like a week ago <laughs> that would make sense like people are waiting a week for that ago game. no it just barely came out the, but this past week <laughs> that's what I mean like in, in this past week but as of this recording uh, this oh past yeah week. That's right. but uh, obviously people are probably saving their money and waiting for that game to come out or something but yeah obviously it's it's a really cool looking game um, and yeah I, I didn't expect it to be a very long experience but I'm sure the whole point of that game was they spent all this time because of the art direction and how smooth it looks in person yeah. um, but that's that's hyper Light Drifted did you do want to talk at all about Enter the Gungeon um, I mean there, there's a lot to talk about Enter the Gungeon but I mean do you, do you want to talk about it uh, you know if you don't if you don't want to go over that too much that's fine
1: Okay, I'll, I'll give a brief, like, you know,
0: what I've uh, experienced. Enter the Gungeon
1: is basically a, a rogue-like light, light game. I don't know how people uh, right. classify those games these days. Like, there's like and light, and I have no idea, like, what classifies uh, as Just what. go with
0: rogue light because like, uh, there's uh, connotations about that. Are, it's way more uh, difficult. Uh, is the, the challenge is way higher in those types of games compared to, like, okay. unto the Gungeon doesn't seem quite like that.
1: So basically, yeah, Enter the Gungeon is um, the indie game that uh, came out recently. Uh, it's you enter this gu- uh, dungeon that's very gun based. Like you have uh, bullets attacking you, like bullets with like legs shooting you with guns. And it's really, <laughs> really bullets great. Bullets shooting bullets. The art design of that game is like the theme. Like they, they really stick close to that. Theme. Like your hearts are just like uh, two like bullets, like diagonally linked together. That's your hearts. Um, and Enter the Gungeon is a set of, like, five levels, but they're, it gets increasingly hard. I still haven't even been able to beat the game. I've got to like, the fourth level. I haven't been able to uh, get past that yet. Um, it uh, deals with, you know, stage-based rooms that you beat all the enemies in it. The next path opens up. There's a whole bunch of, uh, in, like, guns in it. Like, I think there's, like, over 200 types of guns in it, and they're all ridiculous. Some, some are just, like, downright hilarious. Like, yeah, you get a camera gun... So, like you charge up and then like hits everyone in the room after you take a picture. Some uh, there's this gun that just says bullet every time you fire it. And then the the nice thing about this game is like for mobility tools you have this uh, dodge that's it's kind of like Dark Souls. I don't want to do that. It's kind of the, the first half. Dark
0: Souls and of Dungeon Crawler? <laughs> no,
1: it's not the Dark Souls something. But it, it, because I've been playing Dark Souls a lot, okay. Settle down, man. Settle <laughs> down. Don't go that way. Uh, so you do a roll and then you're invincible for the first half of this roll when you're up in the air and right as you hit the ground that's when you're vulnerable again. So there's a type of finesse in um rolling uh to dodge the bullets. Because there's bullet it's not really a bullet help, but there's bullet patterns coming towards you and like some of these uh patterns are erratic. So that's incredibly useful. Um in in the true roguelike fashion. Um, you get keys to you know get chests every time you die in the game you have to start over from like the very beginning of the dungeon back to floor one I think there's a way to warp the different like floors of it through an NPC but I haven't really explored that yet there are multiple characters to play as um at the beginning of the game yeah so I, like one or like four characters I don't, I don't know if you can unlock more i haven't been able to unlock more but there's they all come with their starting move sets uh for example like the pilot has a really 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 crappy starting gun but he has a lock pick <laughs> so if you ever uh find yourself like in need of keys and you don't have like in the merchant in that floor doesn't sell keys you can take your chance on a lock pick sometimes it'll work uh and sometimes it will just lock that uh chest out uh permanently just uh, luck based in that aspect um and it's, it's just a fun um uh, you know, game short game to play like say when you're coming back home from work, you just you don't really want to commit uh too much time into like a big RPG or something. Yeah. It's just it's a, it does it, it nails that one more time, just one more try um gameplay well. I, I I'm really digging that game a lot.
0: Cool. Cool, cool. So I mean I've I've always I've been excited to check that game out since they announced it like last E3, and so I want to play that game. That and Hyperlight Drifter. I have not been playing much, much other than covering reviews. So, uh, thank you very much, Josh, for talking to us about those two games. Um, I only briefly talk about stories, The Path of Destinies. Uh, so it's like isometric action RPG, kind of like Diablo. Uh, which has got a cool cel-shaded style. It runs on Unreal Engine Four. It's only like, I think, the third game from Spearhead Games. Uh, who the like the guy who directed this game or the lead designer also worked like on Assassin's Creed and Dead Space and things like that. And so he's got uh, the um, I don't think it's Dead Space actually, but he's got he's got like the pedigree to back it up. And the game is super cool. Uh, it's got a great. Uh, Narrative style, like it's using um, illustrations from a book to tell a story, and it's got Julian Casey just like telling telling the uh, narration throughout the whole game. Nice. So yeah, it's it's the review's up on the side as well for that game. Definitely check it out. I think I, it's... I'm kind of curious when I, when
1: I first saw like I I've, I've only seen like brief glimpses of this game, but they really hype uh, hype up like the narrative like uh,
0: branching of this game. Like, yes. can, you, can, can you just briefly talk about like what they mean by that? So yeah, what happens is that it's a story that begins by telling that Reynardo, who uh, is like this fox uh, that doesn't like to do a lot of hard work, he's kind of just like a very laissez-faire about everything, Uh, suddenly is uh, finds this magical book that lets him go back uh, and retrace his steps through time to uh, make. Uh, changes the way that things happen so like if you're playing like radiant historia it's kind of like that so he's, he's like okay. he's you go through one path you hit a dead end and then it's like okay that clearly didn't work but i've learned about the mistakes i've made now i'm going to go back and with this knowledge in mind make changes to my decisions as a result of that so like for example he goes through a path uh, trying to seek like, the quickest and best way to defeat this evil empire and save the rebellion that's trying to... It uh, was basically in their last throes. Uh, the rebellion is about to be crushed by this empire and this evil emperor that has kind of been changed. I'm not going to spell that part, but... Um, mm-hmm it's 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 at this point where it's like yeah he's, he's trying to find like i need something anything a game changer or else everything's doomed and so he kind of quickly goes to seek like this very dangerous artifact and immediately goes straight there to the emperor and decides i'm going to use this weapon and just destroy him i'm going to end it all I like, kill him it's going to be the end of it um but he soon finds out that it's such a dangerous weapon that it kills everybody and so it's oh. like okay well that's not going to work out so now i have to play it uh, play it martyr and so there's um like a couple dozen different endings you can get throughout that game and nice. there's like there's certain like there's a, a set of truths that you're supposed to get so out of all those there's certain like there's a few uh absolute correct endings that you need to get who all okay. like gather all that knowledge that you've learned from these uh few endings that you've got and then uh, you know, set off on like the absolute true ending path, kind of. Thing. Okay. So, so, there's, so, a, so there's, like, like one true ending.
3: Yes. Okay. So, like getting the certain endings, like unlock endings that are closer and closer to what you're supposed to get.
0: Yeah. So the each level is maybe like five or ten minutes long, and so it's it acts like a chapter, and so you can beat this game in about like half an hour. It's not that long to beat the get to an ending period, unless you go like the fastest way. Um. But at every at the end of every level, there you're given uh couple different choices uh, of where you want to go in the story so like you can like for example like this one where it's like well i like when i was going back to like the artifact that he obtained um at the end of the level once you get that artifact he's like okay i've got this crazy power this this relic that i could either go straight to the emperor and just kill him or i can go to the scientists that are over here in this mountainside that can ta- teach me about like what i need to do and how to keep myself safe and do this correctly um, but at the risk of uh, the rebellion being d- uh, almost completely destroyed if I don't hurry up, because there's all there's like this huge like urgency going on that you know I need to hurry and get this over with, or else everyone's going to be dead by the time I even show up. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. And so there's uh, whenever, whenever, time there's a new option that opens up in the, in the, a new branch that opens up pretty much, uh, it tells you. It's not, it's not very subtle about it. It's like it gives you an exclamation point next to like, there's this, you should probably try this because this is something you haven't tried yet uh, and see if you can go that. Then it opens up new levels. And if you have to, there's going to be a lot of going back to old levels and playing them again. But there's usually new paths that open up and new uh, uh, choices you can make uh, throughout the course of that level. So like you were running around on this field, but now like there's this well that you can jump down and explore this whole new area. uh, And there's like new treasure and all this stuff. And the whole time you're building up your character, learning new skills, uh, crafting uh more powerful uh swords you only got like four swords but they can be leveled up themselves by earning uh resources around the environment picking up those things uh that are just like essences and ores and things like that um but otherwise uh the big things about that game is yes player choice that plays a huge role uh all the way up to the end and also um the combat the combat is super fun uh, it's kind of like Batman Arkham Asylum kind of style Arkham Knight, oh, okay. uh, where it's that you um, uh, you're you like you just you show up and just start slashing an enemy, and then this other one comes up behind you. Um, he gives you kind of a tell that he's about to attack you. It's like an exclamation point above their heads that they're about to strike, and at that time you're supposed to parry, which is more just hitting. Like I'm uh, playing on the PlayStation 4, just hit square in the direction of where they're facing, and you just like shows us, throws a sword up, blocks that attack, and then proceeds to attack him instead. And so you can unlock all these abilities to where the point that you're kind of dashing from one side of the whole area to the other side, like going by be 40 feet and just attacking, attacking it, going, bouncing all around all these enemies. Uh, there's like abilities where you can like one hit kill them. Uh, there's like this special dash maneuver that you can unlock. That's kind of like Shinobi from the PlayStation 2. That's like a, a hyper light dash, like shoo, shoo which is kind of hyperlight drifter in fact okay that's a Mm -hmm. so it's like a blue wave so there's no jumping in the game but like you're going at such a breakneck speed that it's it's really fun and that's irrelevant totally that's yeah it's irrelevant you don't need to be jumping around to get to where you need to be but it's such a it's such a fast it's very fast and it looks i should definitely check that out it's like yeah it's, it's really interesting Exactly. It's it's super fun. It looks great. The cel shaded style with Unreal Engine four I think is exciting because it's like oh, I wish more games looked like this. Um, it's beautiful. The illustrations. It's a bunch of animals. <laughs> so there's no human characters. It's all animals. Right. So it's got like uh, a fox and a cat and uh, toads and all these other things. Uh, so lizards and all this reptiles and stuff like that. Amphibians. Um, so um, it's only fifteen bucks. So it's on Steam and PC. Uh, Steam and PlayStation Four for fifteen bucks, and you can probably get a, a couple dozen hours of gameplay out of that, if not more. Um, but also, it's it's just fun to play around with an experience. There's some um, performance issues, technical issues. I mentioned in the review. They're about to put out a patch that's supposed to address some of those things. Where, like for example, I got stuck in the world ro- in the world and this one mountaintop. So. That sucked really bad because I had to restart the level. Um, and also, one weird experience is that I got to the ending of the game, but what happens is that there's no real boss battles. It's just uh, you know skirmishes pretty much throughout the whole game. Um, I got to the last fight, and the game suddenly started decided that okay, it's the ending, and I'm still in the middle of a battle. And so I'm, I'm <laughs> it, the camera pulls out, and then I see the enemy killing me in the background because i can't control nice. it anymore <laughs> and it just the big screen shows up saying you died uh, but the dialogue's still going on so like it's i can't i can't exit it gives me a choice to restart or like end but i none of the buttons work and it's just i'm just sitting here listening to the dialogue and the little portraits not the portraits but like the um the dialogue boxes show up and just say, Oh, it's going through like this very serious ending. And I'm just sitting here. Like I'm just staring at a screen that says you died and I can't experience this. And <laughs> I tried to quit. Like I was able to get back to the main menu. Cause that was my only choice. Um, cause the, when you press start, it just says like, uh, resume options or quit. Like, like all you, you can't like, you can't save anytime. You can't load anytime. You have to like quit and go back to the main menu and restart or something. Um, so i quit started the game again and i was on a completely different storyline path like it's like i was at this point where like i had all these people they all loved me i had my friends with me and we were all going to go to the emperor and then the last level and then i quit because that happened went back and then all of a sudden i've got i'm back to this one path where like all everyone hates me i'm like wait that doesn't make sense so i hope they fix that in the patch but once again, I think it's a great game for what it is. It's kind of a hidden gem uh, that people really should check out. Uh, it's really fun to play. Um, it's technical issues and some re- and the repetition issues aside, I think you know it's still a really, really well-made game and not bad for someone where it's like, this is their third game. So, And they only mm-hmm, made very really sure. small ones. So. Uh, but that's it for Stories of the Path of Destinies. Once again, you can check out a review on RPGsite.net and learn more about that game but let's move it on into news. We talk about what Adam's playing, but he can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Adam's playing Ray, Ray Gigant, uh, and we'll have a conversation about that in a couple of weeks on our next podcast. Um, but that, I guess we should just lead off with that. It's that Ray Gigant, which is the uh, new um, dungeon crawler. Adam, you just mentioned... You, you talk about that. You know more about it than I do.
3: Yeah, so... It, this is a. It was, it was originally announced uh, as a, like Bandai Namco had like a teaser site for it,
0: and that's right with the like the like the weird X's, like the red lines going through everything. Well, oh and, yeah. And
3: the thing is, this teaser site was used mostly for mobile games. So, like, the teaser site went up and, like, ah, no one cares. And it's like, wait, it's Experience. And Experience is the developer of these dungeon crawlers. So, that was kind of, you know, unexpected that it was like in Japan, it was like this Bandai Name Go published experience game. Because yeah. um, that was kind of a weird combination that we weren't, that hadn't really happened. Because Experience is usually kind of doing their own thing. But, anyways, uh, yeah, Regigant is a, it's kind of like half dungeon crawler, half visual novel. I've been playing it. I can't really, like, say any of my opinions on it yet, I guess, but, um, that's basically what it is. And, uh, it's got a couple of its own, it, it's, it doesn't have all the dungeon crawler, um, like hooks that these normally have, like for instance, it doesn't have a class system. Um, but yeah, they just announced it's being localized by Actil. It was like this, they're relatively new into this localization business. They did, a um, what was that, what was that rhythm game?
0: uh uh,
3: super beat sonic yeah super beat sonic yeah exactly
0: but it's it's made up of like pr people that worked for like Nice america and idea factory and stuff like that that's pretty much what they are And, and obviously localizers who worked on those teams too yeah so this is uh
3: coming out on psn next month um it's digital only it's a smaller release uh but yeah i'll have more to say on it next on the next podcast i guess
0: great and then um, we've got a ton of other stuff that's also worthy to talk about like some insane things like for example Romancing Saga 2 uh, which has never been localized ever ever uh, and I don't think it's even I don't think there's even been like a fan translation at all I think there's a partially a partial uh, one partial but no one transition. ever wanted to finish it because it was I such a pain so. so the fact that square enix was willing to localize it, i mean the fact that it's coming out to smartphones putting that aside for now it's like i think that's amazing because i think it's
1: awesome that's freaking, like still a
0: thing in 2016 yeah the fact that we're getting that i mean the fact we got adventures Amada and people can talk about you know the, the state of the vita all they want but the fact that we got that and now we're manson saga 2 it's Crazy, and I hope that they'll consider releasing the other saga game that was announced for the Vita a while back. Bringing that because they still haven't talked about that much, but no. all they've got is that Imperial Saga browser game. But I don't want. Romantic that. Saga Two is one of the uh,
1: arguably one of the strongest entries in that series. I think
0: it's the best. It's it, I think it's hands down the best entry from everyone I've I've heard talk about that, and one yeah, of the best of it's that de- de-
1: Definitely, belo- like one of the more beloved ones out of that
0: series. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's that's most excited about.
1: Like even though it's only getting the smartphone version of that game, like that's like kind of not an excuse to pass up on it. No.
3: Actually, Wait. when they when they when I saw that this was getting translated, I I have played a lot of saga-like games, but not ever not actually anything like from the series proper. So I actually started going through it as soon as this was announced, just to try to get myself more familiar. So yeah, I was playing the Legends Game Boy games, which are the originals. Hard
0: to go back to, man. Really hard to go back to those games. <laughs>
3: You get used to it.
0: Sure. I mean, you've been Are doing you really? that for a while. You've been going back and playing through series, old series. So that's that makes sense. You're playing through the mana series, and that's really difficult, only because it's kind of dis- like depressing. Because <laughs> it's like, when's going to yeah. when's going to make a new mana game? It's like, no. And when's it going to be good? <laughs> oh, Donna mana. Oh. Mm. So. So, yeah, (laughs) Romantic Saga 2. They only said it was going to be coming soon. I think they kind of are aiming for May, from what I've heard. Well,
3: it was kind of weird. Like, Adventures of Mana, uh, when that was announced... Um, they didn't say anything on like an English release. And then when the website went up, there was like a a tab for English where it had all the information in English. And that was like before it was ever announced for English. I'm like, well, that's weird. Um, Why is this all available in English? And then like the Mana Twitter account announced it. And it wasn't until like right before it released that it actually got like word from Square Enix directly. Like, yep, it's coming out. Awesome. So it's kind of similar here. Like the, the Saga series Twitter account is the one that announced the localization, but we haven't heard
0: anything from any of the, like the the usual channels. So oh, they did. Know, like, they did. Square Enix like put oh, out a tweet like a, a day or two ago, just saying. Oh, like, I didn't. Oh, by I didn't the way, that's coming over. Yeah, it's, it was. I think it was Square Enix members or something. It was really bizarre uh, that they waited it up it's, until now after like weeks of already knowing about the. Yeah, so, well
3: these these mobile games from Square Enix, they just kind of. Or actually not just Square Enix, but a lot of them they just kinda of release whenever they want to. It could it could release next week, we don't know. Uh, that's <laughs> it could be not... released
1: like two hours from now, for all we know. Yeah, yeah they
3: like said fin- soon. Like, like I know Final Fantasy nine came out on phones just kind of just showed up one the day fact they got
0: announced for like both in the worldwide <laughs> all of, uh, immediately because they launched that japanese app but it was immediately like okay it's gonna come here i was like oh okay <laughs> i mean we knew it was but like it's it's they do they do things so crazily this year and I like don't
3: know. The, and then kingdom hearts key like that Chi. was announced Unchained. last year
2: Chi, Chi. Chi.
1: i think it's
3: i Not think X. it's i think uh, this is this is an aside but i think in this in the game series they pronounce it key even though that's like not the correct pronunciation of the greek letter at all i, I guess they're just they're just trying to make it you know fit with the key for kingdom hearts or whatever i guess oh uh, yeah no I, i'm pretty but sure that, I was, remember it's like I was it's key was say... so it's
0: key. yeah you're right
3: I was just saying that they released that. They just kind of they were sitting on that for a while, and then it's like, oh, it's coming out tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, know, we knew about that.
0: that was going to be localized like last fall or something like that, but it suddenly just kind of came out of nowhere. So that's not
3: romantic saga
0: two coming maybe to a smartphone near you i think it's in the next month i bet that that i can't wait to try that out that's i'm, I'm happy about that uh and then just to wrap up some other announcements they were going to bring super dimension neptune versus sega hard girls which is something people were super excited about uh and they wanted like i remember when i was taking questions uh to ask idea factory at playstation experience the press event that was right before it that was one of the top requests like what's gonna happen because all the other games got localized, and it seems like this is the like the best combination of the of the of the franchise. Because you're talking about like these are supposed to be girls who represent different consoles. Sega Hard Girls did the exact same thing. It's they're supposed to represent consoles, Sega consoles, uh-huh. like Dreamcast, Genesis, all that stuff. uh Zach, I... How many Neptune games have there been? Oh gosh, Let's see, there's. <laughs> The three. There's you. There's uh, producing perfection. Whatever. Uh, that exists. Uh, can't forget that exists. Uh, there's six right <laughs> there. They've obviously remade the three, but I'm not counting those. Um, so that's Hyper, de- Hyper devotion. Well, no, like I'm not counting those. We're, we're, count, we're counting those. They made. Well, okay, they didn't make if, those. Right? I think, I think it count. feels
3: like there's a lot more than there really are. Even though I know well, there yeah, are the, a lot well, because there's, there's like there's, there's, the, original, so there's, there's the original three games, and then they got ported to Vita. They're like an enhanced for and then they got ported to PC so that's like nine games that are really only three games but yeah I know there's I know there's some differences then there's hyper
0: devotion <laughs> and then there's uh mega dimension so there's eleven right there and this is the twelfth I think oh <laughs> this my is, God. is what because I can't think of any other side games that they put out because uh well block's got that one oh no oh, mega tag tag mentioned forgot mention. so thirteen. So oh, that's 13, 13 games uh, and from and the series oh, is like we're gonna we're gonna talk about number 14 in a bit but uh <laughs> uh so we've got all these games but um from uh, what I've heard Si hard goals is apparently people love that show um like it's, 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 a, got, it's got, got a lot, lot of I watched
1: it yeah, it's got yeah. a lot of
0: like references for like the biggest nerds out there will really like uh, but I think the only thing I remember about super dimension is that like neptune's a bike a motorcycle oh so
1: yeah ne- neptune's a motorbike she's not the protagonist of the game uh no. if is actually the protagonist of uh it's if's game
0: uh, from the survey right that's no that was megatech mention right so super dimension is, is once again her being the so, lead character
1: su- yeah super, no, super dimension is if being the lead character neptune is a side character in it yeah yeah so and then she's a and neptune's a motorbike in it for some reason um the weird thing about the 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 so the the sega hard girls is like it's not to say like like they're still con- like consolized personifications of sega systems but like the the way they like um differentiate them is so like even my new like different, there's like different mega drives per girl that's like personified
0: and um <laughs> it's weird oh my gosh <laughs> We, we, let's not go too deep into that because that's I, gonna. I'm be, not gonna get too deep into, you gotta watch yeah, the show. It's, it's I'm sure. coming out. It's coming yeah. out, and then also they announced Corpse Party. Um, after like all this news about the fact that we're gonna get, they they, they announced that like it wasn't like the beginning of 2015. They put out like all the games that they were gonna they were they were gonna be working I, on with the holiday I, card. I don't remember, but I know Xseed. Like, for, for, I don't know if this was all announced
3: at the same time, but they announced like uh little king's story they announced uh um zanadu it next
0: the, that was, it was at the same time it was skills like skills the same skills?
3: time yeah. yeah they announced little king's story they announced zanadu next they announced one of the senran Kagura games for pc and then they, there's this corpse party pc was somewhere around there as well so they have a couple of these pc games exceed and marvelous do, does so um but yeah, those were announced a while ago, so they're just, I guess, kind of slowly working on them.
0: Yeah, and then, so they're, they're finally going to be bringing that game. Now, this is the 2008 game, so if people need to keep in mind that this is actually before uh, the, like, the... I think this is actually even pre PSP Corpse Party. So it's it's got like it's got like these benefits, but it's actually kind of slightly weaker than the games that came after it like the PSP it's, and 3 this is like this is like the original game, right? Yeah, the original game before it was ported. So people yeah. need to keep that in mind. But that's they're selling I think it's going to be 15 bucks. So it's And it's also
3: and it's also going to be on 3DS, right? Yeah. Is that the same game?
0: Corpse Party 3DS is going to it's actually that game came out in 2015 in Japan. So this is relatively new. Uh it's got four bonus chapters uh there's like there's already like 10 extra chapters in the psp version uh (laughs) but the 3ds adds another four and these are supposed to be like super deep like long extra chapters so there's actually a lot of meat to them and this is extra chapters meaning this is after you beat the game um the sprites are higher resolution than the psp version so this is kind of like the the definitive version of corpse party and this is corpse party one i think after that was like was it Book of Shadows and then Blood Drive? Was the two that came after it, uh, in yeah, that I think order? So. Yeah, exactly. So this is the original. Uh, so if you're wanting to jump into the series for the first time, this is where you do it. Uh, I do think, they have
1: release dates for those?
0: Uh, uh no. 3ds is the summer. Covers Party PC comes out on the 28th, I believe, is what they said. So of April, right? Or yeah, this, yeah, month? this month. So okay. it's coming out okay. very soon. Uh, which is kind of crazy. Like this, the next couple of weeks is going to be like. Danganronpa 2 is coming out for the PC on, in a couple of days. Uh, then you got Hyper Devotion later on. Then you got Coast Party. Just a ton of games, um, which is kind of nuts when you're reviewing and, all these.
3: And also Final Fantasy IX just released on PC.
0: Yep, just came out on PC. Uh, 20 bucks. Uh, but you I, I've heard sale. good things about it. Like like
1: that, The actual adult port itself, it's actually all right, despite initial concerns about like an Android SDK getting installed. like yeah, People that... seem to be having a, a good time with it.
2: That whole Android SDK thing was just they listed the tools that they used to create the port. Like, a lot of people took that as like, oh, you're gonna have to in- install Android plugins to play this." No, <laughs> I
0: it, it's fine. Yeah, it's like talking about like when you when you have to install like an Android SDK on your computer. We're talking about gigabytes stuff, which is ridiculous. Google is
1: further hacking you. Yeah, they're hacking us.
0: I think I was I thought it was just more like you know these are they ported the game from the mobile version and they've got like these cheat tools that they need to make sure work so they're going to just immediately directly port it over but yeah like kyle's talking about it it looks really good um they've updated the models just like on the i mean it's just it's the mobile version so if you've seen that
3: like I played the mobile version and it, you know, it basically ran essentially perfectly on the mobile version with the exception of controls, you know, any mobile game touchscreen yeah. may not be the perfect. So assuming that they implemented, you know, keyboard, mouse
0: or controller support, well, it should be It's a pretty it's solid a, port. That's the problem <laughs> yeah, is that I, it's actually partial gamepad support, Raquel. Have you tried with the control yet?
2: I didn't. I used the gamepad and I didn't have it. I didn't play it very. I played it for like 10 minutes, to be honest. Did um, you do the jump rips? Try it out. <laughs>
0: Did you get to the jump rips section? <laughs> No, I didn't. Okay,
2: I mean, like they've. I played through Final Fantasy VIII for the first time back in January, and it it was kind of. uh, They've got these weird uh, button, like they don't actually put up real button prompts. It just says like, like if there's a a prompt for something, and I'm assuming Nine is like this too. It'll be like, like oh, press like E, and it means like E on your keyboard. But there is a mapping (laughs) for it on your gamepad. It's just well, like when I.
3: Kind of like when I, when like Disgaea, uh the Nisa put out, um, rather than using standard buttons, they just like label them one through nine. Yeah. Like press press three. Like which button is three? <laughs> you gotta remember that, that stuff. That that's actually is it, Dark Souls I know that, 3 is like that too. The uh... I, know, I know that's I know that's kind of a standard like I I, I don't know what the the wording is for it like a standard input, but still I don't play that many PC games, but it just takes a while like, to get used to D- 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 even system. even
2: in dark souls 3 the uh the the button mapping are for an xbox one controller so like i didn't notice it until it's like you can leave appraisals for people's messages and then i looked at my controller and, and it meant start and select but the the icons they have were the xbox one controllers uh,
0: like the window <laughs> so, like,
2: the, the window and the other thing yeah
0: just yeah, ridiculous and so uh, but that's I hope that uh, the exciting thing about the prospect of it being on PC now is that the cool thing about if you go back and play 7 and 8 on PC, the Steam recent versions, uh, modders have done some great things with that like the reunion mod for final fantasy 7 uh the high-res background mod for final fantasy 8 uh have done wonders for that game um like th- just making everything look really sharp and really beautiful it's it's kind of this weird, weird contrast in 9 when you've got like these high-res models uh, or better resolution models and then you've got like slightly the muddier backgrounds i mean it still looks great i think it still holds up really well like 15 years on um but it, it, obviously it can't look prettier. Yeah. It, it's always, it can, it's always, there's always something better. Exactly. And the fact that people, modders have come in and actually been able to do something like that uh, makes me excited to see when they're going to put that out. I mean, even like when I, my brother was playing 8 and he just only, he installed a few mods and one was that he made the soundtrack to be the orchestrated version of it. I mean, I still love the old soundtracks. I think there's a really good charm with them. But hearing like the orchestrated versions of those songs after, you know, putting up with the sort of, you um, uh, compressed sounds of the old tracks is kind of awesome <laughs> so I, I can't wait to see more of that
1: uh i'm kind of just hoping that someone like makes a mod of like just putting the set on everyone in that game Making everyone That'd be, be
0: Beatrix, cool. like the whole party's Beatrix. No Quinna. Yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh my got Quinna's head on everyone. Okay, okay. Yes. If I if can be down for this. We need to mod that in, having playable characters that were previously non playable. Uh so that's that's a lot of the big uh porting news and then finally What did um, we uh we've got oh. Shimaga are we gonna get to it? Uh okay. Shimagami Tensei <laughs> really four Final is is going to be localized as Shimogami Tensei for Apocalypse, uh, and so that is a huge deal. I mean, everyone was like, "Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to," but it was kind of crazy. People said, "Of course, it was going to be localized," and then you've got like this whole other crowd was like, super, uh, uh, you know, anxious about it and being really uh, upfront, like now you're doing this Persona 5, now you can't even localize to Mikami Tensei four, 5, <laughs> of course. It's, it's like, it's people really, really mean weird at times about
1: uh, it. People really wanted it really badly, so it, I can, I can act, uh, understand like the apprehension of like, oh my god, are they, uh, oh, they going to do, do it? it? Like, man, of course oh, they oh, are. are they going to say it? Like, the it's, like, it's, one of those, it's one of those things like, of course they're going to do it, but it's just like, people just get really scared if they don't
2: say anything Alice, immediately. Alice, uh, Alice is will... the worst, fans.
3: That's the I thing, well. Also, I guess, I don't know, like the fact that the original Shin Megami Tensei 4, like, I don't remember if it was like a simultaneous announcement, but they were really quick on the announcing and turning that around. It was like out in English a month after it was out in Japanese. It,
0: so just, this is it, not, it makes me think, like, when that, was the last was, time Atlas or Sega was, didn't localize something? Like, Fantasy Star Online 2 comes to mind, but they've been localizing, like, most of their products, if not all of them so far, for like the past and few I, years.
3: I forget where I saw this, Uh but like the fact that um, Sega's acquisition of Atlas is now fully full and complete, they yeah. actually basically we, we kind of all knew this and expected this anyways, but they kind of said outright that that's what the, that's what's allowed them to like localize stuff like Seventh Dragon three, which is like no one ever expected that to get localized, I think, from Sega. And that's that's because, the thing they were
0: talking about. Is like there's a better chance of these games being localized now. Um, but they said that it also wouldn't impede on some other things. So that's why you right. still got like Nice America is still localizing uh, some games for Atlas. That, that's still the thing. And so that's not going to hurt Atlas ever. It's going to just support them.
1: Speaking yeah. of that, uh, Atlas uh, made like a little blog post for uh, SMT4 Apocalypse, saying why they uh, titled it that and everything. I was but the, ask about the most important. The, the, the most important thing about it is like they acknowledge like the Europe situation they can't uh, say anything on behalf of their partners because someone else is uh, usually publish it uh, publishes uh, atlas's games over in Europe it nice so saying yeah. Yeah, it's usually in this America. So they're saying that the, they're making sure that the same thing uh, won't happen twice, like what the SMT four situation happened with, uh, over in Europe. <laughs> they like better that hope everywhere. that it doesn't yeah, happen that yeah. way. People are really. They're just upset. saying that's not going to be. They're just saying that they can't say anything right now for Europe because they're not the the actual ones bringing it over there. They're saying so they can't say one way or the other, but they're making sure that it's not going to happen again. That's SMT four situation.
0: That's important to point out. Also, that Corpse Party for the 3DS also has not been announced for Europe yet. But you know, hopefully, there should be something soon from like Marvelous yeah. or something. But that's Europe still getting kind of stunned lately when it comes to that kind of stuff. At least when it comes to third-party games, doing pretty well on Nintendo. But when it comes to third-party, it can be even worse. Um, except for Fire well, That's another
1: games. RPG for this summer.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my I freaking... want to cry. <laughs> And I've been like following other stuff too, like a bunch of other like June releases coming out. I think like uh, even he's gonna,
1: he's gonna have to kill us.
0: I think they announced like Ease Eight, like the Falcom J D K sound team. They're gonna have a concert a couple days after that game's out. Like that, it's always like an event over there when those games come out. Like I, I miss that kind of thing. Like I love it. Like Square Enix should just have a huge concert every time they put out a game, but they're not gonna do that.
1: Uh, Speaking of Square Enix concerts,
0: yeah, we got a huge concert that was just put on in japan like as of this recording it was just like earlier today uh like in the wee hours of the morning like at one o'clock i think pacific uh near the near concert was held which was just this huge like soundtrack they're going to go through all the songs and have the performers emmy evans and everybody just show up and just put put on this huge concert uh you could have watched it on nico nico i think you had to pay like 2000 yen or about yeah, 20 bucks that yeah. yeah you had to, you had to so, buy a ticket but the big thing lot, was lot that of, uh, yeah. a lot of new details
1: of Near automata
0: came out of there yes that's kind of what people are most anticipating was that uh we've finally got some more details on near automata uh that was just kind of hinted at uh before we only just got like that cinematic when it was announced and then like a couple minutes of footage before i think they put out like maybe 15 minutes of new footage with this one, which was mostly them going through, like, the debug menu and showing sure off, like, the different um, battles that people can have, just the combat itself. But we also got a reveal of new characters. So um, for, for the new two new characters we have, uh, the,
1: the, their naming structure is really weird because... There's got to well, be in, deeper in meaning game, to this, yeah, right? Yeah, in, in this game, you have uh, your... When the first main character is actually announced, like, that girl, like, the blindfold thing like uh they have referred to as yorha and like yorha is actually like a like a model series like these are like all like automata robots so like we have like uh definitive confirmation like that that yorha model that was first shown was 2b that means like uh yorha number two model b bunch 2B. of
0: a, bunch of androids basically is what they are
1: yeah and then they uh, also announced another new character uh, a boy uh goes by 9s yorha number nine model s uh, and also uh, A2, and just like in the like in the first year, you have like a partner character. Uh, you know, you're, it's not a lonely journey. Let's just say that there's someone following you. Uh, you can uh, interact with them, have conversations with them, whatnot. Well, much like in the, in the first yeah. year, like yeah. you really got to uh, yeah, see, see more of these characters. You know, just like outside of cutscenes, you got to see more of them. How they how they characterize them, what's their story, what what brought them here.
0: Yeah, they did show some story aspects as well, and it was mostly just like Yorha and like just uh, the Nine uh, S. Just like there's obviously going to be some the fact that we're talking about like these androids clearly this. Are going to be hints about like what what happened to them that led up to this point, and so it's going to be kind of interesting because I think that the best thing about Nier was how uh, dramatic it got, how emotional it got in that game uh, as far as the stories that they told, and so I'm excited to see what that's going to be about. That's kind of my most um, what I'm most excited for. I think the only thing was that when I was watching that combat, the kind of I, I kind of liked the Nier, like the bullet hell style where they were just shooting out those balls of energy. Um, but from what they were showing is that most of it was just kind of one design of like this giant ball that flies towards you. So I wonder if they're going to play more around with that. Um, I, I definitely
1: think they, I think there's really definitely, uh, definitely bullet tap patterns, bullet types, shapes. I, I, I'm sure we're just like in early days right now, like how they're just deciding to uh, market that game and totally. seeing like, you know, what we're going to. It looks great. They've been very hush-hush on it. And I'm, I'm wondering, are they still going to make this 2016 release date? And are we going to see more of it, hopefully, at like E3 or other like big events? Because I, I need more of that game
0: in my life. <laughs> I think that Square <laughs> Enix has got so much stuff coming out this year. It's like they need to put on another E3 press conference. Because they've got, like, DSX is going to be out in August, of course. And so I've got that. And then you've got uh, World of Final Star Fantasy is supposed to be out. Star Ocean, yes, of course, uh, announced... Uh, for June 28th, like we said in the last podcast. And then you've got um, more Kingdom Hearts 3 stuff, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, of course. And then just, you know, all these mobile games that they could be talking about too. Um, And I guess I I should also mention, yeah, speaking of mobile games... valkyrie anatomia was announced uh people this is uh, from the creators of valkyrie profile from the producer um it's supposed to be a prequel to valkyrie profile yes kyle's be excited kyle's super excited about that i'm sure uh <sighs> Which is, <laughs> uh, it's a mobile game, which is expected because they, when they announced it, they said it was going to be out this spring. I'm like, of course, it's going to be a smartphone game. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, it's it, like,
1: like an actual thing before they announce any like platforms. Like There's like even says service start
0: on there. Exactly. Spring. You should not was, be. And then they,
3: and I don't know if I missed something, but I know they released a trailer and I was like, the first trailer is coming out and then they released it. And it's like, it shows literally nothing. It's, it's, it's your
1: typical Japanese teaser trailer. It's just. But
3: it's, music, just, it's just like
1: the, it's like
0: text, text,
3: and
1: text. then you're, you're lucky if there's Flashing like characters
0: <laughs> in did you, did you catch any of that stuff? Like, did you understand any of that stuff? Uh, yeah, um, I,
1: I mean, it, it was just it was literally, you know, the end of the world, and then uh, they alluded. Uh, I forgot how you pronounce it. I and her, and here you are, There we go. Yeah, I always forget how to that. Yeah, they alluded that the very end of that. I mean, it's just not. It's it's a very basic like description of like what you expect to, uh happens before the events of Valkyrie Profile. It's like, hey, the world's kind of screwed. And descriptive text like that. And that's the um, thing. And like, they, haven't, I'm, I'm not, and they haven't actually like they haven't actually like shown like anything about this except like that it exists. There's no screenshots of what it looks like. We just know the platforms
0: and, and the people behind it, and that's about it. It's crazy because like we've got only two months until the end of spring, so like they should put out something, right? But I'm sure we're gonna get like a deluge of information coming soon. And I'm personally. I'm not directly opposed to a mobile game as long as it's made well, because like there's a lot of mobile games out there that have kind of you know gone against the grain and showed that you can make a really good, good mobile game as long as you know what you're doing. I don't know if Square Enix can pull that off, but we'll see. Uh, just because of their how their their kind of track record when it comes to RPGs on mobile platforms, but I don't know. Guess we'll there, see. there are some
1: people who uh, who who will vouch that they are the the saviors of the mobile game market with Record Keeper. There are some uh, people on staff. I
0: wonder. And, yeah, yeah, I wonder who's the guy who's completely obsessed with that game, and <laughs> and still thinks it's a game of the year. I'm uh, not not to say Record is a bad game, but that's actually a good example of a really good mobile game. Uh, still got the trappings of the free to play genre, but it's still still pretty well made. Um, but I don't know what people are going to be expecting to valkyrie anatomia especially because it was announced kind of out of nowhere so you wonder what kind of budget it has <laughs> uh I
1: have, yeah I have no we'll probably have a, we'll probably see in some japanese magazine they'll do some cover feature and that's second for that and everything yeah. like i'm sure that's exactly when they're gonna do like the blowout of media on it it's just it's it just seems so like it's it seems kind of like scummy to like like announce it and then not say any of the platforms on it because you know what it is like by the like the the verbiage of it but it's just like but anyone who didn't like didn't really understand of like what the japanese mobile game market is like and how they like uh, market these things like it, it seems just like i know it's for for the japanese mobile game market but it's just like it's just weird that they didn't say ios and android up front it's, like it's, it's even very weirder because
0: like we've we're getting we don't even know if we're gonna get this game i like mean, exist archive kind of came and went no one talks about that game anymore uh so yeah i, I really wonder if we're gonna get that i,
3: I know a couple of people who played it and said they liked it in more than a little and it's spike chunsoft and usually their stuff gets localized eventually it's so. tri too <laughs> uh, yeah, or so. it's, it's tri developed yeah spike chunsoft published it over there but you I, I i think it has to have a still a good chance i
1: I would assume so. Cool.
3: I I just know I just know I know a few people who are big Valkyrie Profile fans, uh, and they they played it. I know they liked it, so I I'm still looking
0: out for it. <laughs> totally. I mean, that's and the, yeah. that's kind of the thing is that the fact that they haven't talked about it so far, and so usually Square Enix kind of is a quicker turnaround about when a game's going to be localized. But I guess we'll see. Um,
1: All right. Stay tuned for more Valkyrie anatomia. Anatom- whatever uh, it's supposed to be you can't just make up and it, words.
0: Uh, yeah we're gonna keep announcing it ron until we eventually get it right when they say it in the trailer so we'll hear it eventually uh so other than that it's it's kind of we're going down the line here of all these big bigger announcements uh we've also got the first details this is kind of what i was alluding to before about the number of neptunia games uh we've got four goddesses online separate dimension neptune which when you hear that name you think it's gonna be like an online MMO, which was kind of interesting in a way, just to think about like what a modern online game of that series is gonna be like. But no <laughs> that sounds it's terrifying. Totally not gonna to be that. It's gonna be like dot hack and that it's an offline well, it's it's a it's a single-player game that you can that in the game itself you play an online game, <laughs> uh. So it's that allusion to that. But Josh, you know more about that than I do about this game. Yeah. One. So
1: we we don't know what platforms it's gonna be on yet. We know if it's gonna be Vita only, PS4, or both. Didn't, uh, didn't they the have, like, article it?
0: said Vita on it though? I think it might have been. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think so. Oh, it, okay. that, that, yeah, that doesn't. They haven't mentioned a platform for it yet. It's it, it's still very early in the development. It's like twenty to thirty percent. Um, they're kind of, they're kind of redoing this whole universe, right? Like, uh, kind of defy expectations because, uh, you saw the four main goddesses there, uh, the Neptune, Noir, Vert and Blanc, uh, but they have like a class system for them now. Like they totally changed up like their roles and their, uh, their weapons. Like Neptune still, like it has like a much heavier sword and like she has like the, a class of like a holy knight. Um, Noir has, is actually this uh, doesn't use a rapier anymore. And so, it uses like a uh, like a spear. Yeah, spear. And it like she looks she, like her, co- her concept art like lo- she looks like a dragoon in it. Like they said so, they labeled like a black knight in it, but her concept art is like totally dragoon. Like I expect her to like, have a jump ability. Yeah, totally. I it. expect that. Like, and then it'll be totally useless. Um, and then. Really enough, Blanc is like a priest. She has a staff in it. She she kind of. Uh, she's the healer, she has... and
0: that's like the worst person. Be your healer, because she's got like the. It, she can snap any moment. Like, do you want that person she'll whack to be? You, to heal you. Yeah, she'll kill you, and then like, okay, I'm going to revive you, and okay, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. And then, uh, and then Vert, with you, assume is gonna be like
1: she's gonna be more of a main focus in this game because poor goddess online, her trope in the Nathan universe is like she's uh, obsessed. she shuts herself in, <laughs> she's obsessed with like MMOs and Otomes, plays it for like 50 and, like,
0: hours or whatever. And or else,
1: yeah. kind of... she's, she's always like like she has to go to the, to the next guild, guild raid and whatever and whatnot. And so, she's like the the mage of the group now, she's like an enchanter, she has like a staff, Oh, no, that's a staff, she's she has got a rapier. rapier. Yeah, she's stuck, yeah. And People are like judging her, like she's, she's got Noah's weapon. What? Yeah, it's. Uh, but other than that, we don't really know too much about it. Like, people no. thought it was going to be Vert's game, and they're not necessarily saying it's Vert's game, like how they labeled Mega Tag Meja as Blanc's game. Um, they're saying that it's uh, more on all the goddesses as a whole, as the characters, and but maybe, maybe a slight more focus on Vert, hopefully, you'd uh, think. And, hope so. um, yeah, but other than that, we don't really know much uh, aside from that. And, and the weird thing about it is like, they're kind of resetting these uh character relationships again it's not like off of like a based on a previous game they seem to like they know each other but then it's not like they're super close like in how uh mega dimension uh v2 started out where they're already close they seem to be like resetting that friendship level again
0: i mean if they're going to defy but, expectations have whole new maps you know that's the thing it needs to like get rid of like ditch the old maps
1: They can only hope but i mean it's it's We'll see more about it. We don't know too much about it at the moment. But we just know it's uh, it's offline.
0: Depicting an online game. That's the big news coming out of that. And so... Hopefully they can do something because you know obviously that's a cash cow for them and so we need to see what else they can do with this generation. They started off okay with Omega Quintet uh, for Compilite, mm-hmm. but I think the Black Rose Valkyrie I think is the more interesting uh, game that's going to be coming out from those guys. Not so I'm much. I'm
1: hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Black Rose Valkyrie will be
0: an alright game. I,
1: I've, I'm kind of. Yeah. I'm, I, I I saw like gameplay footage of it. I don't. I'm kind of feeling mixed about, it, but I I wanna. <laughs> I want them to really like kind of wow me hopefully
0: is Black Rose Valkyrie the game that's got like the uh from the tale series is that the one yes okay yep that's people need to check that out uh we've got posts on the site about that game but uh, I think they just put out some footage as you said um but that's four goddesses online separate dimension Neptune always coming up with the most creative names <laughs> to distance to itself from hyper dimension uh and then, yeah, I'm, I'm just reading through all the news that we compiled here. And so that's that's pretty much it as far as the uh, uh, game announcements that have been put out. Uh, just to yeah. quickly move into, um, let's see here. There's been, uh, what should we talk about next? I think that-
1: uh, Infinite Space. We should talk about that. Yes. Yeah,
0: so uh, the news coming out from a couple months ago was that Video Games Plus, Uh, which is a retailer uh, in Canada, announced um, and wasn't really talked about much, is that Nintendo was ending DS cart production uh, effective pretty much immediately. And so anything that they had on on the shelves now, once it's gone, it's gone. So if you're a collector, you should really be looking into that. If you want to buy anything before it's all gone. And so they uh, just put out just yesterday, as of this recording, that they're going to be reprinting infinite space for the final time uh they also put out some other games that they were going to be reprinting like valkyrie profile covenant of the plume front mission dragon quest heroes rocket slime and i think dragon quest monsters joker was another one but uh infinite space is kind of the more interesting one because it's it's actually a pretty rare game like i think upon launch it was rare to find uh but josh you know a lot about this game
1: Infinite Space is kind of like one of my darlings on the DS. easily, yeah, it's one of my darlings. It's like one of my top like five DS games, I'd say. It's technically Platinum Games' first game. Um, it was like a turn-based uh, JRPG, but uh, obviously with the name, uh, with the name, it's uh, exploring star systems. You're charting a map uh, and exploring through the systems. You're uh, recruiting characters, and the uh, the way that uh, gameplay flows in that game is like you. Enter a star system. You do uh, trades, get resources for your ship, and uh, and better enhance the ship because there's like a whole like kind of not. It's like a kind of like a, a building block system on your ship. You can get different kinds of ships with uh, different layouts on them, and then depending on like the kind of ship that you have, uh, there are different auxiliary systems that you can uh, plant on it to better enhance like you know performance on like traveling and then combat. And combat was like a kind of a big of rock paper scissors against other uh, warships. You can send out uh, fire jets. You can have like a special beam laser attack. You can barrage missiles. You can put up shields, and it's kind of like a this big rock paper scissors system in it, and the really Neat thing that I wanted to call to attention for this is the for a first game that's one hell of a game because I kind of it made me wish that Platinum Games while they still make awesome games like uh, Bayonetta, um, near Automata, um, and then I I will only be the only one who pitches for Anarchy Reigns, but Anarchy Reigns, um, I kind of I, I hope that Platinum Games uh, kind of returns to that experimental sta- stage that they had with infinite because I know it had like mixed uh impressions because there are flaws with that game because it's very vague about what you need to do to like because there's no way to like save characters all the characters in it Uh, like the certain characters will die in it and then they're gone for like the rest of the game oh and 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 it's it's very and you you won't like have all the characters in it because there'll be some decisions that you make that like will affect you hours on it and what you get, and then they're not very upfront about that. So it got slammed for, for that. For like, there's not really um, a really guiding hand on, like, what route you want to take and how that affects you way hours in the game. And when you start a new game plus in it, everything is reset. There's like no like inherited things onto a new game plus if you wanted to. Uh, see what that other new character is like. It's a, it's a pretty lengthy RPG. I think it's something like me for 40, maybe 50 RP, I, RPGs hours into <laughs> that's it. A, oh, that's like way too long. 40, 40 to 50 RPGs. RPGs. That. Screw that. Yeah, uh, that that's not i going to calculate time by now. I'll die before I beat um, that but <laughs> so, And I hope that now that it's back in reprint that people give it a shot.
0: I know that DSs are region free yes so and and it's important to point out that the ds is region free but the 3ds can also play any ds game from any region that's the important thing it's the ds games themselves are still region the ds hardware inside of the 3ds is still region free so you can still play that i think it was only restricted to dsi enhanced games so that's the only ones you can't play on your 3ds really uh so you can still import this and still experience it so that's available On uh, VideoGamesPlus.ca because they're a Canadian retailer. As I said, uh, it's going to be out on May 2nd, but you can pre-order it now. It's fifty dollars Canadian, which in our currency is like thirty-nine dollars. Uh, the Canadian dollar is pretty weak uh, as a result of that. Uh, not as a result of that, but like just over the time, it's just super not that yeah. strong. Um, if a, if
1: you play, check out Infinite Space if you're like a fan of like where Platinum Games' roots are coming from. If you're a fan of like RPGs, totally. space sims, I and just it's a really it's there's no really other game of its kind when you think about it, like that was out on that on the D S. Like no one really pushed that hardware the way that Infinite Space did in terms of how expansive it is and how, how many It looked insane. Like, You're explore- talking
0: about a forty, fifty hour RPG on a handheld on the D S, uh, which was mostly known for kind of the shorter games. Like even Golden Sun I think you can beat like in fifteen hours or something like that. So that's that's kind of what you should be expecting that but there's other games that are on that site that i mentioned that are going to be in the Fano reprint um so you really if you're like i said if you are a guy a person who collects physical games you should be checking that out i think even like there's a deal right now you can get chrono trigger for the ds for like 16 bucks on amazon so there's a plenty of deals out there you can find uh for people just kind of getting rid, rid of their stock uh before it's all said and done. I mean, we're talking about games that have like thousands and thousands of copies. So it's not like the value is going to go way up because the amount that were produced was so high. So you should never be like, I'm never going to see this game again. So I should buy it now. Just got to be careful on the kind of infinite space, which is once again, a rare game. You should be looking more about those. You know what would be cool, Zach? Yes. What? If those games got PC ports like Code of Princess. That was such a weird announcement. Like it kind of because the guys, the people who made Code of Princes shut down recently. Like that, that studio yeah, it, shut yeah. down like a couple months ago. And then suddenly, uh, they announced a PC port of a game that kind of was no one really and talked I, about at all. I, it looks I, cool. I played the 3DS version, and it's uh, and to me, I was like mediocre
1: as all hell. Yeah, like that's it's that's kind of what fun. I got. It. The art looked cool, but oh, that was it. yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the main thing about it that I came away from was one. It ran terribly on the 3DS. Like I, I played this necromancer chick called Zozo in it. It's, it's, it's like a 2D beat-em-up with uh, RPG mechanics in it, like uh, raising stats and whatnot. It's, but think of uh, think if Streets of Rage had like RPG stat-ups, the manual RPG stat-ups.
0: You're comparing um, Code of Princess to Streets of Rage. I might have to question you on that, line of tra- that path of logic, so I don't know. Uh,
1: okay, okay. G- g- give me a more uh, comparable uh, beat-em-up right now. Dragon Scram. Top of your head. Dragon's Crown. Guardian heroes, perfect. I did not okay. say that, but okay. So, um, <laughs> so basically, but the the necromancer chick does. It's like she has a lot of like magic spells on screen, and anytime you did like this one spell, it would like, click, it would, it would cause the frame rate to like dip like below like ten FPS. Like think about PS two Odin Sphere battles, except that was like how it ran the whole game. Ugh, oh, oh. So the, the 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 way the way it the ran me is like mouse. it would fluctuate to be, like. It fluctuates between 2 and 27 FPS, like, at any given time.
0: <laughs> oh, my god! Um,
1: I, yeah, so I was, like, I was like, oh, my God. Are, and when they showed off, like, the trailer for this uh, PC port, it kind of still had, like, some of that jinx. I'm like, wait, no. Are they still going to, like, make it run, like, terribly on it? Hmm. So uh, th- this kind of leads to, like, a little story of, like, how yesterday, I being Friday, or this, as of this recording, um, I kind of scammed, like, three of my friends into spending $13 on it. Uh, I, I was going to do it for educational purposes, but, uh, but uh, I, my friends and I were talking and someone, and someone mentioned Code of Princess is out. And then I brought up the thought, I was like, why don't we online co-op it? And then this is like one big joke. And then, and then, uh, but I was kind of hyping it up. I didn't think anyone was actually going to spend money on it. And then someone did. And it's like, oh shit, they're committing
0: to it. Oh God. <sighs> what have you done? Oh God so like well i guess we're gonna do it 13 dollars that so, could have been spent on final fantasy 9 you made them buy code of princess
1: <laughs> i yeah i mean
0: <laughs> oh boy
1: they'll, they'll, they probably won't thank me ever but you know we we tried that out and uh, i just wanted to like say how the pc port was for anyone sure to uh think about it but it's actually okay it, uh, Is it runs ba- fine okay i, it, I was uh, i was very surprised there's like no crazy frame drops from uh what i was playing as it has like the system requirements for it are fairly basic. I'm sure, like any computer in the, like the past five, seven years, will run it. Yeah. How time. is the
0: PC port? Do you have like options of configuration and all that? Um. The, there's no like, like, options to like customize the graphical fidelity of it no. because it's
1: already just. It's just. It's a basic thing. But the, there's true. this weird filter of it, like, filter over the character models. that kind of blurs it, but it's not like really awful to look at. It's still like pixelated, and you can tell it's like an upscale. But it's not like it's not like a complete wash. It's actually quite okay. It it's not like really hyping this up for everybody there, else. There, it's okay. There won't be like there, there won't be like compression everywhere. It's actually just cleaned up well and not not bad. So if you if you wanna like if anyone was like interested in Code of Princess somehow in the year 2016, uh, <laughs> definitely look at PC port. Uh, it's it's not awful, but I'm, I'm, that doesn't really change my mind on. How mediocre of Coda Princesses. I, I remember my, my l- last standing thought of it when I beat it on 3ds. It's like, wow, that was the easiest game I beat this year. Uh, I remember that thought, final thought in it. But that's because Zozo is a uh, is a terribly OP character, probably. And <laughs> when, she, when you play, when you play her online co-op, all her spells do friendly fire. Oh so, and then, boy. And my friends didn't realize it. Like they're like, wow, they're, 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 we're getting like, one shot. Like, what's what's happening? I'm like I'm like I'm like, oh yeah, friendly fires, but I didn't tell them. I'll just let them figure it out. Isn't it
0: like Streets of Rage you could do for fire in Streets of Rage? Is that what happened? I think you could do that. So I guess that was sort of more an apt comparison in some ways. There you go. <laughs> I'm justifying. It's, it's Streets of Rage, Guardian Heroes, and whatever you said. Dragon's Crown. Dragon's Crown. You don't remember that sure. game? That's a vanilla I remember wear. that game. Yeah. I remember. I, I said I Dragon's Crown. You said, yeah, Guardian Heroes. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> so that's... That's Coda Princess. It's out now on, on Steam. Uh, once again I think it's also fifteen bucks. Uh so they're it's like thirteen bucks right now. Yeah, as a, like it's a report. launch it's a launch week discount. Uh that should be up for a couple days more after this recording. Um but still cheap. So it's great that they're still putting out these games for such a low price compared to like I, 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 I kinda hope there's like more like crazy like D S
1: and three D S like PC ports and it actually runs well and doesn't look awful like this. Yeah. Like that, that that's the
0: big takeaway from this. It's like it it's possible, <laughs> please. And, like, Code of Princess doesn't really have much of a following, so, like, what's like, is the community going to come around and help build it up? Like, are we going to get one of those, like, Durante, like, the uh, the, big mods that they did for, like, Dark Souls? Nah, I don't think it's going to... They're probably not going to do much I, about I don't it. think
1: so, I mean. Uh, the, the most I could ever hope for this game is, like, it has a versus mode, and, like, when you go through the campaign, uh, you unlock uh, new characters to use. There's, like, the standard characters with their own move sets, but you can actually, un- like play as like almost every single like np like monster in the game as you unlock it so you can like like play as like a zombie or like a ghoul it's a basic one but they're only available like versus mode so like the most i can hope for this game is like someone like bring it to like a fighting game tournament
0: and like just <laughs> it's, it's, okay. do it all right just
1: freaking do it <laughs> why not on the
0: main stage of evo 2017 yes. code of princess all
1: right code
0: of princess oh my God. yeah i'll be world champion all right moving on to more important news We've got Tales of Berseria, which a lot of information was dumped recently. Adam knows a lot more about this, but we've got a new trailer, new screenshots, and some other big news. Adam, what's the deal about Berseria? Uh, actually, didn't pay
3: too much attention to this news, oh. but I know they... I, uh, well, I know they... I mean, I just didn't look at all the details. I know they released... It was like the third trailer, which they released a while back but they, it was like an extended version of it. It yeah. shows just more anime cutscenes, a couple more of the characters they've introduced. Um, and then they released, announced you know, the release date in Japan for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation... Is it on PlayStation 3 in Japan? I think yeah, it's I also...
0: Is it PC? No. Yeah. Maybe well, not. PC no, no. here. PC here. But, not okay. in Japan. it's, it's, but the Japanese release date uh, is August uh, 18th. Yeah. Um,
3: and then they also revealed... Uh, this wasn't in the trailer, um, but in Famitsu. Uh, another party member, Aizen... Who is like this blonde hair? He's got like this tuxedo slash uh some sort of suit type coat thing he wears. um I didn't really. It's not as tackling, cool as like, as the
0: as the girl who wears it, the it, books it, around her. The,
1: aizen is too self, like the, the design and like the 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 concept of the character is too self-aware. So let's back it up. aizen is voiced by Toshiyuki Morikawa, and like his like his kind of shtick is like he's known as like as the quote-unquote god of death you know and like and uh, the Seiyu is uh he voiced aizen from bleach uh, an anime manga and uh, he's uh, infamous in that uh, series you know for being like a, a schemer a big villain and whatnot and this is like it's just too self-aware for me man i can't take the character seriously that's ridiculous he's, like you uh, see
0: the lineup the characters they all look like more Badass than like the the antagonists are supposed to be. Yeah, so. I,
3: I know. I know. Yeah, Zach. Zach made the joke uh, in our chat room. Like, is that the villains that we're looking at? Yeah, <laughs> they look. Like, they all. They're all looking
0: like really mad at the camp. Like at the facing towards like the the front. It looked really bad. <laughs> so.
3: Yeah. So it looks like we have our.
0: Yeah, where we play
1: the villains. That would be actually all right. I'd be okay with that. And,
3: uh, I don't know if some of the people following this game have noticed, but. Bandai Namco, the English branches, especially the UK branch, which has always been the most kind of eager with the Tales franchise, um, has been providing the English updates for this game. Uh, maybe not exactly simultaneous, but pretty darn close. You mentioned that last time.
0: Uh, yeah, they're really good about... Oh, I, don't know, I, that don't,
3: I don't remember if I mentioned that on the podcast or on something. Or on oh, someplace you definitely else, did, but, but that's, that's, that's oh, awesome yeah,
0: that they're doing that for sure.
3: Um, they haven't said anything for this stuff yet, but I'm wondering you know, if this comes out in August in... Uh, Japan, if it'll release 2016, later in the year, when will, so. when, will, when will it hit... Uh, uh, when will it be localized?
0: So It's really difficult you know because... Be, oh, sorry.
3: Yeah, I'm saying, you know what would be cool
1: is like if they actually showed the gameplay more in motion, because we've seen a lot of screenshots, and that's cool, but yeah. they've been really kind of oddly sidestepping, showing the gameplay in motion. It probably doesn't look we've that seen great. We've bits of in it. motion, right? Is um, that the you know, no? no I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's not, but I'm just saying that... Look, i am just kind of scarred by the marketing campaign of a, of a, this uh, little game years ago called Time and Eternity, in which they always hyped up the, the how that game looked really anime and like wow this is beautiful the graphics are great and everything and then they actually showed off like maybe like a week no not a week like maybe a month before the game came out and then it's, uh, and then they actually showed gameplay of it how the game plays I'm like oh shit this totally kind of looks awful
0: it looks totally different than <laughs> I was expecting but. Well, it sounds like a solid eight out of ten for me. But that's uh, the the crazy thing about like putting out uh, this area this fall is that uh, if they do that, which seems very likely, because we're talking about they still announced it like it was still slated for twenty sixteen kind of thing. Um, you've got a lot of big releases. I mean, putting aside you've got Persona Five. Uh, supposedly if that's still going to happen uh, still Final Fantasy still exists Final Fantasy 15, of course um, but you've also got bigger releases like you've got a new Battlefield and a new Call of Duty announced for the end of the year and so like where, where are they going to place it because like it's not the same market but it's pulling from the same it's coming from the same wallet and so yeah. we're talking about like is going to be it could be September. That's too close to Final Fantasy. People are gonna be saving up for that. The excitement around that game is, is growing. Um it's gonna be October. Well the end of October is kind of battlefield territory. It's how it's always been. Call of Duty is obviously November. Uh there's no Assassin's Creed, so you can't talk about well, that. It's gonna be December.
1: Like December thirty one. Bam Done. Bam. Let's
0: New Year's Eve. <laughs> When was the all last right. time a Tales game came out in December? If it ever did, <laughs> it was always a weird. <laughs> oh, t- it always came out a weird time of the year. That's all I've always known about it. Uh, when did when no, did like, think traditionally like released during summer? Do they? When did Sesteria come out? Was that October? Was September like like early September or something like that? I I forget when Sesteria came out. Uh, good question. Go we'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, but it's always at like a weird time. Obviously, this year is huge for RPGs. Like. Just thinking, yes, like so that... Cold Steel 2 is gonna be out like around the same time too. It's gonna to kind come. Of... Yeah,
1: they came out in October uh, last year. Oh my gosh. Cold Steel? No. Oh no, no. not Cold, not Cold Zisteria. Steel. Um, the Z- I don't Zisteria. think Cold Steel.
3: I think Cold Steel 2 has. I don't think it's been given a date. I think uh, it's like uh, has like a what do you call it? A placeholder for September, but who knows?
0: That's the thing. Obviously... Well, I,
1: I, Amazon Amazon is really pretty good about those placeholders. If if it's not December 31. It actually has a, a real date. They're they're oh. they're. I'm not saying it's confirmed, but they're saying they're usually. Good about that, at least ballpark. And the uh, Cold Steel* too. That's like early September. Yeah, yeah I think I think
0: *Shimogami Tensei* for *Apocalypse*. I think that Amazon put up uh, their, Let me just look that up real quick. They put up a date for that too, and I think that's supposed to be September as well. That still counts well, September, September twentieth. Well, but... People, uh, I think that's uh, and and so like we usually say like oh it's just a placeholder. They've been getting better at on dates like Valkyria Chronicles most... of Mastered was correct. And so I wonder.
3: Yeah. Most of the time, the placeholders are good, but not always. Like uh, I know, for example, Atlas, they had, they had Odin Sphere left. We're having left to pronounce right, that master. Right, so. Odin Sphere. Remaster—they had it set for April. And I know when they announced the release date, they're actually—they actually kind of joked about it, like, "Hey, sometimes we get the placeholders wrong. It's coming out in June." Uh, so, but yeah. Wait,
2: wait, what do you mean? I mean, they—they they said Persona 5, Winter 2014, That's and right. it came out. Shade,
0: it's right. out, and the world changed at that point. Th- Everyone talks I th- I th- about th- Persona 5 wait, and uh, the impact th- it made.
3: I thought Persona 5 was announced for 2014. That's what he just he said. It was? He said it went, went to 2014. To 2000. Yeah, that was the I was joking. That was the I joke. know. I was I was I was going with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah I, I fucked up. <laughs> no, he oh, said Anyway, I was it looking at I was the looking, point
2: looking point
3: at, <laughs> anyways, I, was just, looking at the, I was looking at these uh, Tales games. Yeah, they they mostly come out in summer. I know Graces was spring and then you had like Hearts which is fall. Man. Um, 2014. 2014 was Tales Mania it had the remaster of symphonia you remember when uh, nothing came out in the
0: summer and now everything's coming out in the summer (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's it's nothing came out in february and then now everything came out in february (laughs) everything gets delayed to february that's just how it works but just to wrap things up uh we've got a final bit of news here we've got dragon quest heroes 2 details um which at this point it's just some new characters not a whole lot uh to to talk about about that uh what's the deal about dragon quest heroes 2 now
3: Well, basically, Uh, when they first released the the first trailer for it, they announced it actually a while back, but then they kind of sat on the announcement for a while. But when they released the first kind of trailer for it, they kind of announced right away, here are the new characters, here are the four original characters, and here are the returning DLC characters. They basically announced, like, here are all your characters. And now they're kind of just slowly, um, as the game is releasing next month in Japan, uh, comes closer they're kind of just detailing the characters a bit by bit so they they, they detailed uh, Ornaze. I don't know if that's pronounced right or, she's yeah, like, something uh, like she's like she's the redhead and like kind of like an armor bikini clad axe wielding warrior girl uh, and then Caesar I think is how his name is is like the big great sword dude uh, and then they, they detailed some of the more classic characters like Torneco uses items in attack uh I, I just can't wait to see that. Just this, this big, like merchant, over, overweight guy, you know, just clowning all these enemies with his, like, trumpets and doodads and things like that. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. The
1: the, the the neat thing about this too, like the like the one of the more yeah uh, newer details is like the the multiplayer component in that game is like it's play across all Sony platforms PS4, PS3, and Vita. I don't know what what versions of the game we'll see over here. Probably only the PS4 version, probably. but I don't know. Um, but I think that was really cool how they were able to uh, integrate cross-play multiplayer in that across all platforms. I, I also, and since the, they're kind of leaning back from that tower defense, the, the heavy tower defense mechanics in the first game, that how the monster medals in this game work now is that you actually turn into the monsters uh, in the game. So if you have like a rock golem medal, you use that up and then you actually turn into a rock golem.
0: And uh, like, that's awesome.
3: Now I okay i have a question i didn't play the original dragon quest heroes but there was there any sort of cooperative mode on that nope, at all nope
0: that was the big nope. thing people hated yeah. about it and they're excited yeah, about and this I, and i
3: and i saw one of the more another recent detail is like in the cooperative mode you can like uh and this is kind of expected i guess but you can chain together attacks with the various uh characters that you're playing alongside so you can be like doing a combo with uh you know torneco or whoever and then kind of have another character jump in jessica let's say and Kind of continue on with the combo and do like this chaining type ability. Um, so that sounds pretty cool. Yeah,
1: I think I think it's uh they're taking the necessary like the in my opinion like There's definitely what I want out of like a sequel for Dragon Quest Heroes. Uh, they seems like they're they're taking in the feedback uh, from the first game and really just amping it up
0: uh, and going balls out on it. Yeah, and then when they put this out, they can finally talk about Dragon Quest 11. <laughs> the thing we I, I care about uh, hopefully. With. All right, so that's it for news on RPG site, and so that's also it for the podcast, and so um, well, we've no, got not we're not going to talk thing. about that. So no, once again, no, no, no. no,
1: no. This is, this, there's this no real point. What's yeah? Okay, the Grand Blue Fantasy being in English is actually a pretty big deal yes. For a
0: lot of although the problem with that is that I think it's kind of like a test pilot is what it seems to be. Is that Grand Blue Fantasy, which is pretty much the biggest mobile game in Japan, that's got booths at conventions the size of like whole houses uh taking up space uh it's uh basically a turn-paced rpg uh for mobile uh also you can get that on the browser so actually that's important to point out is that they released an english patch that not only covers content from that point forward but they also went back and translated all the old stories that came out like so you've got like old events that they had with like characters from, like slayers and things like that uh they uh they they translated all that stuff you have to download the japanese app uh and apply the and just basically switch it from japanese to english like when you boot up the game and get through the account sign in they all they tell you do you want to switch to english and there you go um but that's once again you have to get on the japanese side but if you go to the grand blue grand blue fantasy website Uh, and go to the download page, you can actually grab it off of the Chrome store um, and you can just play it straight through there. So you don't need to own a mobile phone to play that game and experience it in English. Um, So that's the thing, but some people, uh, the speculation is that once they've got this sorted, they'll launch it here in the West, the right way uh um so hopefully that happens uh we also mentioned Dude, are you sure you, are, you, are you really gonna go with that hopefully it happens i'm it seems like it's the thing they're gonna do because it's they want they need more people to be playing that game so that they can continue to you know milk it for what it's worth <laughs> so it needs to happen <laughs>
1: we what are your early impressions on it I, I i the only thing i know about it is people go crazy over it i don't really know much about it so give me like your early impressions.
0: It's really cool. It? It's it's got a a cool like class based system that is. There's a ton of classes to unlock and level up and unlock further uh, classes that you can use. That have like the main class and then you got subclasses that you can use the special abilities with it. There's a ton of levels. Everything's fully voiced and they've got some of the biggest voice actors in Japan uh, on that game. So the fact that it's they put that much work into it and once again with all the voice acting going on, it's got the production value that's insane uh, but it's also kind of got that browser browser game style where it's like you're loading web pages to get from place to place but um that's kind of wow. selling it short i think it's uh, it's a great game is what i'll say it's actually it's it's a pretty damn well-made game uh for what it's worth um it's still got that stamina system uh but just like in like record keeper once you've gone through the game a little bit you make that stamina bar grow and grow until it's not so much a problem anymore but it's kind of the same thing where it's like uh like all right i'm done playing this game i'll set it down and then by the time you're ready to play it again the stamina bar is back up to full uh or you can just you know pay some money spend a little <laughs> here and there yeah, and spend some money i've not spent a dime in any <laughs> mobile game so far and i plan on keeping it that way i have no intention to do that even if it's like well you should probably give them money because you had a good experience like Nah, (laughs) I have no reason to do that. As long as I can get my fill from the regular game without having to spend it. As long as it's not pay to win, I'm okay. And that's kind of where it is here. But the designs, the illustrations are great. It's got the same guy who designed Final Fantasy XII. Um in this in Final Fantasy 14 he does the the character designs in this game as well so everything looks amazing even like they've got like this Black Knight character that looks exactly like a judge from Final Fantasy 12 in it so nice that, uh, this Good. crazy looking armor uh, that fills up the screen they've also got a ton of um, like I mentioned Slayers they've got a ton of um, events going on like, exactly they've got one going on now that's Street Fighter 5 so they've got like Karen and Rashid and uh, uh, Fane and uh and bison which in this game is lord vega which is what he's known in, in, in Japan. So it's kinda weird to hear like this English conversation going on. It's like it keeps calling him yeah. Vega. Uh, but that's that's what you've got to get used to. But they keep having these special events and you have you can recruit the characters to your side. Um and it just looks great. Uh that's that's the, the biggest compliment I can give you is that it's got a great art direction to that and the everything the acting is amazing as well so and the music is great and they always say like they even say up front you should probably turn up the volume because that's the best way to experience this game um oh. but that's why you should really check it out like i said you don't need to own a phone to play it just go to i think it's grandbluefantasy.jp slash download or something you just go to the main page it's it it goes off of there it's on the chrome store if you do a search for it um it's pretty straightforward to log in but there's plenty of guides out there uh, we also mentioned Kingdom Hearts Unchained Chi, which I am quickly not that key. key. I'm sorry that I'm totally right. not interested in. Uh, I played a little bit of it and I kind of fell out. It's got that. It's got Kingdom Hearts Two's um, uh, sound effects and music and all this stuff, but aside from a lot of mileage out of those it's it's got some mileage but man it just after a while like i just could not get into it i think it's got the same problem and the dumb thing is like every time you log in it immediately pops up this thing telling you you should pay 15 bucks and get this special like uh, equipment stuff it pops up every single time (laughs) you log in it's the worst (laughs) it's 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 egregious about that stuff i cannot get into that at all and i i've kind of fallen out with that um thanks tales of link is another game. And actually I think it's also a well made game. It's it's got a cool design where it's like so it's got all these tales characters, but they've also got a ton of original characters that you can um recruit into your party that have their own like flavor text, their own backgrounds, like this nurse character that wants to be the best nurse in the world, and so she goes off on an adventure trying to learn new like medicines and things like that and you couldn't to a party and she's like a good healer but the combat is kind of the most interesting part of that in that you've got enemies on one side and then your party on the other so not only is that you have up to like i think it's eight or nine members of your party that you can like select so you get like that gives you an idea like how many characters we're talking about when nine people are in your party uh, at once but there's like dozens dozens and dozens more that you can get that are all uh, individualized um, the way the combat works is that you've got like a a party that's in like a three by three grid and they all have different colors beneath them like red yellow green whatever mm-hmm. um, and you're supposed to draw lines from each from the the patterns themselves so it's like say for ex- you've got like this three by three like i said you've got two red characters on the bottom left and then one on like the middle top you have to kind of draw a line to like link them up and so it's all about this strategy of trying to get as much as of one color on this grid at one time and then you've got friends that show up randomly um and you've got like uh support characters that you can uh, recruit into combat as well and so they all have like different stats that help help you out and so it's really cool and they've all got like these special abilities that can turn all the your party into a single color Uh, It's 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 kind of fun. It's really different from what I'm used to experiencing, and uh, you know the the uh, its voice as well. And it's actually got an interesting story, and uh, these uh, cool new characters that um, are all so well voiced. But you've also got returning characters, so you've got like these weird thing where you've got like different versions of the same character, and characters that from like Tales of Destiny up until um, Zestiria showing up. Uh, nothing from Perseria, of course, not yet. Until they have like the promotion for that. Um, but it's it's pretty cool, and you've you've got um, just a lot of stuff going on with that game. Adam, sorry, Adam. Is Adam done? Go on, sir. Adam's dead that was i just Sorry, want... i wasn't i wasn't paying attention he doesn't need Sorry, to talk just... man it's our segment man he doesn't need to talk about this i, I, I was gonna say adam do, 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 don't you agree that this zax bubble game
1: card was such a good idea
0: i don't this, want this bubble stuff i just totally tune it out no it's yeah. I, I don't i don't plan on talking about this every time i just i figured i'd talk about the big releases you've got grain blue fantasy which is a big deal kingdom hearts Tales. that's huge uh but Let's, let's cut it short there so that's yeah that's that's it for news for RPG site uh, for 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 our, excuse me our episode of the tetracast um, just to quickly wrap things up once again you can check us out online at rpgsite.net on twitter.com slash RPG site uh, youtube.com slash rpg site net Facebook also we're trying to be more active with that um, posting the birthday tweets that we've been doing for a long time now on Facebook uh, you just search us up on RPG Site Net. There, you can catch us on iTunes. And we, all, we always like to promote our Discord channel, which is basically a chat room uh, that has a lot of features with it. Uh, you can get straight there with the tinyurl.com slash RPG site Discord. It's got a, a web browser version, but you can also get the desktop app. Um, that's got a cool beta version that you can get the latest features uh, for that uh, software. But it's a great place to just talk about things. We, we talked about last time that we had the uncovered Final Fantasy 15 event where everyone just kind of went there and talked while that was happening. We want to do more with that uh, soon, so check that out. But I'd like to lastly thank my guests. Thank you very much, Adam, Kyle, and Josh, for showing up on this episode of the TetraCast. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your... We did it. Up. We did it off. In we'll over over. We talked, to, <laughs> we we talked about for having us. me. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, thanks. Definitely show up anytime you want. It's great having you with us, uh, listening to your conversation about Dark Souls. Let us know how that game goes, and maybe next time you'll have more experiences with... Cooperative play and see how that goes.
2: Oh, I will. I'm going to. I'm going to be the pound for pound best Dark Souls three player in North America and eventually the world.
0: Yeah. Well, quick. Okay. Well, there quick, you go. There... The declaration has been made. Yeah. Well, quick. Kyle's like, what other games are you like plan on getting anytime soon? Is there anything that's caught your eye?
2: Um, as far as RPGs, I mean, I play way too much Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Um, so that takes up a bunch of my time. Uh, as far as big RPGs, uh. I might get Star Ocean. I'm not sure. Um, I feel like there's one I'm forgetting. What a Final that's coming Fantasy. Out soon. That's,
0: that's... <laughs>
2: no, probably not. Oh, Final Fantasy XV. I'll, I'll get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not until September. But I don't know. I'm trying to be more frugal with my game purchases because I look at my, my shelf and I'm like, oh, I never did play the original Mirror. Maybe I should play that before you Automata really should. comes yeah. out.
0: You really need to play it. That game is awesome. I think it's there's a report that's going to be on PlayStation Now soon. At least it's in mm-hmm. Japan. That doesn't mean a whole lot, though, So, but you should, you should definitely check that out. I, I'm
1: kind of interested. What, what other games are you guys going to get like in the, near, in the near future? Is this a bad what time
3: to mention that I'm not a big fan of Nier?
0: Nah, well, let's move. <laughs> yes, get we out of here. We know right about you, like, you. Apparently, you don't like vocal songs, which is weird. Uh, but the best, the, best, the,
3: the best song in Nier is a song that plays in the desert in part of the forest. That's, and yes, it's a song that doesn't
0: have any vocals. No, those, those are pretty good songs. I mean, it's crazy that we're not even talking about Bravely Second, and that just came out uh i've got the collector's edition for that game but i want to play the first game so that's just going to sit on my shelf for a bit um other than like for me other purchases not a whole lot i mean i i i'm I'm currently without income so it's like whatever we get for review that's kind of my game that i'll be playing i've got uh as far as rpgs are concerned yeah i mean hyper devotion i've got that to play but that's that's about it Uh, how about you adam
3: I'm playing uh, Reggie Gaunt for review, and I'm also going through the saga series, like I mentioned it's Gigant, earlier.
0: By the way, now told me it's Gigant, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But go ahead. He's still, he's you mean still... you mean Digital Devil <coughs> Saga, right? Yes.
3: Wait, what?
2: You mean Digital Devil Saga? That's what you meant by saga. Yes. yes.
1: The saga mm-hmm. series. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of want to play those now. Oh, I want to play this. <laughs> I, 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 love those games. It's crazy. I
0: bought like, I bought like, Digital Devil Saga Nocturne, and then was it actually I bought Nocturne, and then I bought the digital version. We're forgetting that I had it on my shelf. I looked over like, oh crap, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was on sale for like ten bucks at one point. And I was like, oh sure, I'll buy it, but anyway. I know what I'm buying next.
2: Final, I'm gonna or buy next one to play next. I'm gonna play Final Fantasy IX after all these years.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Did I, didn't you like play it at one point? And then you were like was it on Twitter? Yeah, he played it for ten oh, minutes. Oh no, I, I, I was
2: playing Final Fantasy VIII uh, for the first time back in January. I haven't played most of the old Final Fantasies. I didn't play a lot of RPGs. Well, I didn't play JRPGs really when I was younger. I mostly played like Baldur's Gate and. Planescape Torment and Diablo, things like that. No, I really um, need to
0: play Planescape. And that's like you know, Planescape is so good. It's yeah. like the story I heard is amazing. But Final Fantasy IX, yeah. That's. I really want to go back and play that game just because, like, I remember playing that game with my brother next to me and we went all the way to the ending and we were just like, we were so into it, we couldn't stop playing at one point. Like, towards the end of that game, it's hard to, like, set down the controller just because, like, the, the emotions were in high. The story gets really good. That's, that's what I'll say. Um,. I heard yeah once again it's like I think you can get like for 13 bucks in green man gaming at uh, as of this recording with a coupon so check that out uh yeah I want to play that game too I'm totally with you on that one uh right. but yeah let's wrap that up once again thanks all for joining us for this edition of the Tetracast catch us next time in a couple weeks we'll have more news at that point thanks again.